Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Points north, south, east, west. B, I didn't realize this. When we had Tori on the show yesterday, mm-hmm. it's his birthday today. Happy birthday to Tori Smith. Happy birthday, Tori. We're not messing around, though. We're getting right down to business because we are going to Motown, baby. Motown. Dan, Dan Miller joins us, voice of the Lions. The great one. Dan, what's going on, man? How are you? What do you say, guys? How you doing? What's doing up, well Dan? Up here. How you been, man? Hey, B. Mitch, I'm good, man. It's good to hear your voice. How happy are you right now looking with the Detroit Lions playing as well as they are? You know, guys, look, you know I grew up there. You know I grew up going to games, season tickets, and, and loving all the success and rooting for guys like you, B. Mitch, and um, came here, and, and they hadn't enjoyed the same success here. And, and these fans would tell me just how tough it had been being a Lions fan. I didn't get it for a while, but then once you're here, you do understand it. And it's been a long time, and these fans have given so much of themselves to this organization and really never gotten much of anything back. Well, this year has been magical, and the end of last year was pretty special too. But this year, they've delivered, won a playoff game for the first time in 32 years, won a division for the first time in 30 years, had two playoff games at home for the first time in franchise history. And it's just been, it's been electric. And it's just so much emotion that people have from years of disappointment has come pouring out and, you know, here they go. NFC championship game, no idea what's going to happen, but um, these fans have just been amazing. That's been the best part of my job as just seeing them be happy and, and, and get some payback for everything they've given this team. I, I, I love it, man. I, I really, it's funny. I was talking with somebody this morning and they're like, you know, I know this is your job or whatever, but are you actually rooting for anybody this weekend? And I thought about it. I was like, if I'm rooting for anybody, it's Detroit. Uh-huh. And what's it like to think that probably the whole country, unless you are a Niners or Ravens or a Chiefs fan, if you are just some some other person out there watching games this weekend, you're like, hell yeah, let's go Lions. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into that. One, uh, we've been pretty harmless for a long time. So there's not a lot of reason <laughs> to dislike us. Uh, two, I think, you know, last year, hard knocks. A lot of people got to look at what was going was awesome, on here. Yeah. And a lot of people got to know Dan Campbell a little bit and got to know Brad Holmes a little bit and got to know the people behind this organization. And I think they found it to be a really likable bunch. And, you know, Dan Campbell is charismatic. He's infectious. He just has something that draws you to him as a coach. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think people that's resonated with people. So I do think that's one of the reasons that people have gotten behind Detroit. And it's also, look, it's, it's like the Cubs. It's the type of story where a team hasn't won for so long. Uh, and they look, they've been on national TV numerous times this year. They've put on good shows. They're a fun team to watch. So I think there's a lot that adds up to 
why people are actually rooting for Detroit to do well. Looking at the quarterback, okay, Jared Goff comes from um, L.A., and he goes there now, and Jared Goff seems to be the real leader of that football team. What has uh, changed about him since he's gotten there? Well, I, I think, look, he was a good quarterback for a while in L.A., got him to a Super Bowl. You can never take that away yeah. from him. Had success. And then all of a sudden it went south. And McVay clearly gave up on him, didn't think he was his guy anymore, and traded him. He was sent to Detroit. He got here. Team was terrible. Uh, he was grinding through it. And then all of a sudden they started to figure some things out, and he started to rise up, and he was one of the leaders in turning this thing around. Look, when Jared got here, everybody assumed he was a bridge quarterback. Everybody assumed, okay, we'll just let his contract run out. They'll bring a young quarterback in. Jared will just hold the place until he's ready. But the people that didn't think that were in the front office. It was Brad Holmes, who had come from the Rams. It was part of the group that drafted him. And it was Ray Agnew, his second in command, who came from the Rams and was part of the group that drafted him. Look, they believed that Jared Goff could be the guy the whole time. And once they surrounded him with the right pieces – and once they instilled that confidence back in him that he, in fact, was the guy and could be the guy, you all of a sudden started seeing, you know, a top 10 quarterback come out who was leading a top five scoring offense that was doing some amazing things. So uh, it's been an incredible run for him. And I'll just share this one story. We did a training camp show this past year at the beginning of camp. And, and one of the guys I do the show with asked Jared, what have you learned about yourself over the last three years? And he said, we could go for a long time on that, but I'll tell you two things. One, sometimes the thing you think is the worst thing in the world is the best thing in the world. And number two, I'm a lot stronger than I thought I was. And I think that describes who Jared Goff is. And look, he's playing great. He's going to get a big contract at the end of this year, and he's going to be the quarterback in Detroit for a while. He, he may not look like your prototypical quarterback these days that can run around or move or whatever, but, man, he moves this offense, and you cannot argue with the results. Totally. It seems like he's he's really grown up out there. You know what I mean? Like, I, this is perhaps silly and anecdotal, but watching – he was on Hard Knocks, I think, as a rookie um, with yep, the Rams, with Jeff Fisher, and it was kind of a disaster for him. On Like, remember, he didn't know which way the sun set <laughs> no, and all right. that? No, you're right. <laughs> and, and yeah, and he, he knows that. I mean, he knows that, and he knows – look, he, there's no doubt, and and – you know, part of my deal is is I sit down with Jared after every game on Monday, and I have since he got here. And I've seen him grow up. And I, I'm just, look, I'm so proud of him and what he's done and, and the person that he is. And he has always, always, always tried to do the right thing. And, look, it wasn't easy. You get traded from L.A., you come here. This team's terrible. That team you got traded from is doing nothing but winning, and the guy that got traded for you is probably right. the MVP of the season halfway through. And then they go on and win a Super Bowl, and you're here trying to figure out which way is up in Detroit. Mm -hmm. But, man, he's fought through it. He got to the other side. He knocked them out of the playoffs in the first round, which I think was a life-changing moment for him. I bet. And it's just been, it's, it, it's been amazing to watch what he's been through, how he's handled it, and how he's come out the other side. I love totally. that, man. Totally. Uh, we are talking with Dan Miller, of course, the sports director, Fox 2 in Detroit, and the Lions radio play-by-play, -play, done it for a long time. I, I'm Personally, Dan, I'm like happy Doc for Walker's friend. <laughs> I don't know that you want to say that publicly. Um, I, I am legit happy for you that you get to like have this playoff ride what do you think? Hell, going? we're looking for it now, Dan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's crazy is now that Detroit's breaking all these streaks, Washington's at the bottom of the Yeah. But yeah. Uh, well, here, here's, a, here's what I can tell you guys. Number one, 
Um, on a personal level, it's been unbelievable. I mean, it's just, I mean, taking this ride, taking it with my family and seeing the way that, that they have been able to enjoy this, seeing the way these fans have been able to enjoy this, it's, it's unbelievable. And, look, I I want to see the best for you guys. Look, I, I worked with Doc. I worked with B. Mitch, and I covered you guys. And, um, you know, I, I, I want the best for Washington, and I want to see you guys do well. And here's what I can tell you. Find the right people. Yeah. Find the right people. We went through so many people that we hoped would be the right ones in Detroit, and we still got to finish a job. You know, we got to do what, what Washington has done. We need to win a Super Bowl. But here's what I can tell you is this just looks different, it feels different, and it's the people running it. You know, we've been through general managers and we've been through head coaches that we thought and hoped would be the, the guy or the guys, and it just didn't happen. But these guys had a plan. They stuck to it. They understand what it takes to win. They weren't going to deviate. They weren't going to try to take shortcuts. And all of a sudden, we find ourselves in a position where we're not just set up for success this year. We're set up for success going forward. So I, I would just say to all the faithful there, you know, waiting to see what the commanders do, just, you know, hope and pray you find the right people and empower the right people because that's the big key. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, got, I got two more. I know you got a boogie. Um, can we ask you about Ben Johnson? Sure. Uh, how is he as a dude? How likely do you think it is he's coming to Washington? Um, what kind of coach do you think he'll be? Um, I, I, look, I don't know. You guys are closer to it. It certainly seems like from here that might be where he's destined to go. Um, I, I've been lucky to work with Ben. I you know, sit down with one of the coordinators every week, so probably sat down with him five, six, seven times during the season. Um, he's a leader. He is innovative. He is collaborative. He's going to want input from the players. He's going to make them feel like they're involved. Him mm. and Jared Goff have had an amazing relationship. Uh, he's certainly, I mean, this is his second year as coordinator, so you're not talking about somebody who has 20 years, but he's wise beyond his years. Um, and, and when he walked into a room or did Zoom with, or whatever with the commander's brass and people making the decisions. I guarantee you he presented himself as somebody that will be a terrific face of a franchise, whether it's for Washington or somewhere else. And um, I think whoever gets Ben is going to get a, a young and rising guy that has learned from a very good head coach and Dan Campbell how to handle things and has gotten, you know, good experience along the way. And I just, I really think whoever gets him is going to be getting a good one. I love his leadership. I love the way that, that Dan Campbell treats players the right way. And I think he's been able to watch that now for several years. And I think he'll, if he's smart, he'll take a lot of that with him. I believe that he will. And I think that, that he's going to bring a lot of the things that it takes to be successful. And, you know, what he's done here has helped put us on the map. There's no doubt about it. Our offense has been fantastic. We've done things here we haven't done, haven't run the ball since Barry was here. And mm -hmm. we've thrown the ball better than we've thrown it, I don't know, since the 19, you know, since Stafford was here. But there was no balance when he was here. It wasn't Matthew's fault. We just had no balance on offense. So, uh, full marks to, we'll hate to see him go. I guarantee you that. But I, I, it certainly seems like he's the guy, and I think he'd get a good one. Oh, man. I think a lot of people in their cars and beltway traffic Happy just, as hell. Just, <laughs> just like pounded the steering wheel, fired up. Um, Dan, I know you got to run. Uh, what do you see happening in San Fran? 
You know, here's the, the key. We, we gotta, I'm going to keep it really simple. Uh, we have to play clean. If you look at the Lions since they started winning last year, finishing last year 8-2, going 12-5 and five this year, winning two playoff games, when we don't turn the ball over, we have a really good chance of winning. When we get ourselves in that negative position and we're minus three, minus two, something like that, we don't overcome that very often. So I know that's simplistic because it is the biggest indicator of winning and losing in the National Football League. But if we go out there and play clean, we haven't turned it over in either of our playoff games so far, and maybe we can get one or two off Purdy or get San Francisco to cough it up and steal a possession. Um, I think we got a, a good chance. Look, we're a good team, and we're going to go out there and we're going to play well. And, and I know they're a really good team and have been a favorite for much of the year along with Philadelphia, but uh, it's four quarters. Things happen. Play clean. Don't give them anything easy, and let's see where this thing ends up at the end. But I like our guys. I like where they're at, and I just feel like there's something happening here, and let's see where it goes. All right, Dan. I'm totally with you. Packers had them dead to rights, and then Love starts throwing picks. They have. (laughs) Um, Dan, thank you so much, man. I can only imagine how busy you are. Thank you again. Appreciate you guys. Always good. All right. Take care, brother. Peace. Dan Miller, voice of the Lions, right there on the BetQL guest line. Strong stuff there. Totally. Um, You know, for, for a guy like Dan calling that Thanksgiving game, Every year, right? For yeah. however long he's been doing it. 15, 20 years, right? Hell, he's talking about Barry. That was a long time ago. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, think about that. Like his Thanksgiving every year. He's got I his turkey is not gonna taste good. Right. Like for the most part. And that generally is a snooze fest. Lions get their ass kicked. Yeah. And it's just all so different now. It's so I'm happy for Detroit. I'm happy. But he's right about get the right people. And allow them to do their job. I mean, I, and I believe that's what's going to happen around here. Because so many times you think you got the right person. but And then we thought we had the right people a lot of times. They wouldn't allow to do their jobs. I think we're going to get we're gonna get both this time. And it's going to work out in our favor. Um, <laughs> So my buddy Ben Schwartz just texted me. I was deaf. One of the, I was definitely one of those people slapping the steering, the steering wheel. <laughs> Fired up for Ben Johnson after this interview. I think there's a lot of folks like that. Yeah. Um, I wanted to shout out a few people. Um, my guy, where'd he go? Rusty Townsend. I guess his, his kid's got a two-hour delay, maybe for fog. Huh? And he they're listening to us in the truck, father and son. So we're happy right, to have go, you. Go. Um, what'd you think, Jeffrey? Chief Ashburn syndrome sufferer of the program. Listening to that interview, hopefully you'll... You didn't hopefully, see him? Get on his pom pom and his tutu. How fired up did that make you for Ben Johnson? Look, like I told y'all, the smoke is not there no more. As the smoke expert of the show, <laughs> look, it's coming. You were definitely the smoke expert. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Pause. And, and, and <laughs> all I want to say is, let's just wait till it's on paper and the announcement come out, and then. Let's get ready for the Tim Williams, baby. Question for you, Brian. Yo. Um, Dan Miller made a point of talking about how collaborative Ben Johnson is. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, really, we even saw it on that Hard Knocks. I remember you and I watching that Hard Knocks, how the staff was full of former players. Yeah. And how that kind of creates a different environment. It does. And, And Dan just now said how important it is. To watch Dan Campbell and that Ben Johnson gets to watch Dan Campbell and how he treats his guys. Yeah. 
How much do you like hearing that? I love hearing it, and I, but I'll say this as well. A lot of players have to mature and grow up on the squad too. You know all year, what did I say? I felt that this, we, had, we had to have guys on this team that took ownership in what they were doing. And I think once that happens at a high, high level, you'll see a lot more success around here. And with the coach that's going to put that power in their hands, you know, let them run the team. I think I read something where Dan Campbell basically was saying he really don't have rules until somebody, they need to have them. That's when you could trust a lot. And I remember Coach Gibbs said that, you know, I don't have rules until you break them. In other words, you do something that embarrasses the team, then you're going to have to be, you have to deal with that. And I think Dan is the same way. And I think when I watched his team through the years, we had a lot of guys say a lot of stuff, but I don't know if I necessarily saw the guys that really took ownership in it. And I need to see that. And if they do that with a guy like him who's going to give them that power, they can have some big things happening for them. Well, to your point, I think this roster overhaul is going to be comprehensive. Like, I, there's 53 dudes on a the roster. There's probably, what do you figure, about 20 guys change every year anyway? Close to it. I bet it's going to be closer to 30 this year. Like, I, I think there's going to be significant change and, and certainly be to your, if somebody's not on board with what they're doing, they'll be gone. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there'll be much room for, I mean, you think about the famous Teddy Roosevelt speech, the man in the arena, mm-hmm. and don't listen to the critics on the sideline. Like, Ashburn has always allowed critics to infiltrate yeah. the building. You know why? But, you know how you know that? Because every one of them, get, they all get on the air and say what they don't like about what's being said, but they didn't claim they don't listen to nothing. Right, right, right. <laughs> so well, it's funny. Like, you when you hear them discussing it, you know that they're concerned. And I think the moment you stop hearing them say anything about it, that's when you know they've arrived. I'm with you. I think that was exciting stuff. Um, Dan, I, I assume, is flying to California. That's why we had him right off the top. We'll kind of get into what we did last Dan night. Dan has a show right after the, right after us. Oh, okay. Well, Dan does everything. That'll do it. <laughs> he, he's the J.P. Finley times two up there. I bet. I bet. <laughs> um, Dan playing. We're, I bet Dan's playing some nice golf courses up there, too. Hell, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to get into kind of what we did last night. How many jobs are still available in the NFL? 1045, Wes Moore, the governor of Maryland, will join. Is the, the goat out? Man, it's wild. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I got some, I got some tweets, man. People like that Dan Miller interview. <laughs> C. Jackson says, I'm driving to North Carolina. I just went from 6 to midnight thanks to Dan Miller hyping up Ben Johnson. <laughs> Hurricane Ian says, I don't know if it's this Dan Miller call or the weather, but it's definitely getting a little steamy in my car. Combination, brother. <laughs> Combination. Lot to be excited about. Lot to be excited about. Um, Kind of a wacky... Wacky weather day this morning. Did y'all get that fog driving in? It was like foggy. I saw the ending of it uh, over there. Like you said, that little water surrounding. You couldn't see like the Jefferson Memorial. But you could see it flowing off of that water. It was wild. It was sunny when I left out. It's always sunny in Jeff's mind. (laughs) Landfill, any fog for you? Uh, There was some fog, but. uh, It wasn't like a. Yeah. It didn't impact me. No. It wasn't delay school. 
It was, is, did they, is that why school They delayed delay? school for that? Uh, in, uh, I think it was like Queen Anne County or something in, in Maryland. Where is that? Down south? I don't know. Right. I don't know Queen Maryland. Anne is on the water, right? Yeah. I, that's why. Because Jeff and I are got, Maryland people. I never even heard of Queen Anne County. You need to leave out of the, your area sometimes. I was about to say, I've, I've heard of Queen Anne. Okay, hot shot. Where is it? If, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, that's like. Is it the Eastern Shore, maybe? Soon as you come off the bridge, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. I, ha- I, I can picture the sign now when you go over the Bay Bridge. That's, I think, where Crazy Drew's driving from. Really? Drew, drive carefully, man. Yeah, um, Drew? I can, dude, if somebody's over that way, I'd love to see pictures of the Bay Bridge with that fog. That, that might be kind of dangerous. The little-ass bridge that goes over the Tidal Basin, <laughs> you know that little yeah. bridge like where all the cherry yeah. blossoms are? That was a little dicey. Yeah. Like, people were going slow because you really couldn't see much. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine the Bay Bridge, man. Um, B, I know you had a nice dinner last night. I went and hung out with the with the folks from Louisiana and the Raging Cajun land, brother. Did you go to the Mardi Gras thing or just nah, I, the well, pregame? It, it, was a, it was kind of a uh, just a, like a little cocktail reception right there at the Palm, um, 19th Street. It was fun. Hung out with the Elmores Good stuff. and the Maggots. <laughs> All right. Cool, cool. Shout out a to the Elmores and the Mac. A lot of guys I went to school with. That's great, man. Yeah. I um I ended up going to the auto show yesterday. The DC auto which show. Which car you want to buy? Uh a couple. Um <laughs> yo, they had a f- which, which 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 concept car you wanted to check out? So they have a four million dollar car in there. What kind is it? A Bugatti. Bugatti, I'm about to say that. Yo, I mean, there's some outrageous stuff in there when you go look at like the <laughs> they call it like the exotic section. Uh-huh. Um it's exotic. Yeah, I. Uh, so my lease actually comes up this summer. The I, I never I like the Bronco a lot. I never sat in one, so I got to sit in one yesterday. They're dope, but they are. It be it might be tough to get my kids in and out of there because they're they're really high. Um, maybe they can put like a what do you call those like? Y'all have a little step on the side. The one yesterday didn't. I'm sure they could put one on. Yeah. Um. But yo, the new Toyota Land Cruiser is dope. Mm-hmm. It is real dope. Um, there's a lot of cool cars though, man. And I don't know, Jeff. Have you gone to the auto show yet? I, I gave you Biagi's number, right? Yeah, I'm probably going Sunday. Okay, it was cool, man. Sunday's the last day. Sunday? That's the football games. I mean, you got to get up early, Jeff. Yeah. I mean, you got to go. Games to sleep. don't got, start till three. I mean, you got to go to sleep early Saturday night, which is not happening. Uh, I'll make it. I'm going to make it for sure. Okay. Uh, I, I've heard him say that before. Yeah, me too. He kind of like Kenny. It was cool, dude. I recommend it. It was, um, they got stuff for kids if you want to take your kids. I was there in the evening, so I wasn't. Jeff don't have kids. What, what about people listening? Rusty Townsend's in the truck with his kid. Yeah. Um, Rusty's probably trying to say stop talking because the kid, he didn't want to go walk around. Landfill, if you need a new car, I they showed me this. Buick, you know that Buick only makes SUVs now, or they call them crossovers? I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Yes. I, I didn't know that Buick still existed. <laughs> they do. Um, they don't sell cars anymore. They just sell, you know, like most, there's not a lot of cars anymore. Almost everything's at least sort of an SUV. You notice, I don't think Ford makes cars. Like everything's a. They make that Mustang. Yeah, but that might be it, dude. But And it, it doesn't really look like a car. It looks kind of like a. Hatchback, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, know, the days of like, I'm, I remember my f- parents had a Dodge Spirit, like, or a, or a Chevy Cutlass. Like, I think those are just over. And 
They're clearly trying to push electric cars. Like, damn near everything's an electric car. I like gasoline. Am I crazy? I heard uh, it's like a tax that's about to come. Eventually, you won't be having them because they're going to stop making them eventually. Here's, listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not getting political here, but I think everybody in the push for electric cars kind of lies to themselves about where electricity comes from because I don't know how much cleaner that is. Everybody thinks it's wind, whatever. Um, yo, then we went to RPM. That place is so damn good. And I got a Wagyu New York strip. Oh, boy. Woo. You're good today, aren't you? It was banging, B. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I came in, did a 20-minute stretch, got my hips, got my glutes activated. Hips don't lie. Hips do not lie. You get those hips loosened up, Jeff, going to be a good weekend, buddy. Great weekend, JP. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what the hell is Jeff laughing at? Something's going on here. Yeah, just, just, what, some, what the hell Some sort of hijinks on, going on in the aquarium in there. No, nah, it's not that. That was just wild where JP you was going. You playing footsies under that damn desk? Uh, Richard John might know. <laughs> Richard John just tweeted me, what was more foggy, your drive coming into work or Jeff's balling chamber? <laughs> <laughs> Richmond John. I'm not 50, man. I don't rip bongs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, when people say things, you know they age, Jeff. <laughs> all right. Westmore, Governor of Maryland, will join us at 1045. Jeff Zrebeck, reporter for The Athletic, covers the Ravens, joins us at 11. At high noon, Charlie Batch, former Lions quarterback, maybe the last Lions quarterback to win a playoff game, mm-hmm. I think. Um, Charlie Batch, also played for the Steelers, will join us at noon. 1 o'clock, phone lines open, ask me Mitch anything. Um, Brian, the big news yesterday, Raheem Morris yeah. hired by the Atlanta Falcons. I'm happy for Ra. I, me too, man. Um, I mean, when you hear Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Les Snead, all these guys like scream to the world that Morris deserves another option. He deserves another opportunity. How many of these damn retreads, I mean, extremely old retreads kept getting uh, new chances? Why shouldn't he? Right. Um, I'm excited. Hopefully that works. It also means the musical Neither. chair. The music's about to stop, and the chairs. Yeah. Do you Bill, think, Bill? Bill, somebody, somebody's like. I guess it's on the when Bill goes in to talk to people. I think Bill is trying to say I need some control, and I think that's kind of the reason he hadn't signed something yet. So, here's my question, B. People thought Belichick might get Atlanta, right? And then, I sure did. Depending on the reporting, it seemed like there was uh, some hiccups involved in who would get final say over personnel. And if you're Bill Belichick and you walk in with six rings, you want final say, right? Um, do you think Bill gets a job? Uh, I think only one left that he could possibly get one at is Seattle. I don't know, man. I heard the junkies this morning. Where, Jeff, see, you're good at conspiracy theories. Apparently, some conspiracy theory has emerged that Belichick might be waiting for the Chiefs job because Andy might step down. Well, I have not heard that. If, if he partnered with Pat, I guess then he goes like, is it Pat or Bill? <laughs> you know what Phil Jackson did? Coached MJ and then and waited Kobe. And coach Kobe and Shaq. <laughs> yeah. look, 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 man. I think people can understand one thing. Coaches are not no different than players. Players want to go to the better team with better coaches, and, and coaches want to coach the better better players as well. It happens. Because I think the coaches that are very successful, they understand it's not just about them. 
about that damn team or the better player that I may have. Michael Jordan would have made a lot of coaches look good. Sure. Um, I don't I don't think Belichick's getting a job. And that sounds That's crazy. Possible. I don't uh, think it's crazy, Jake. I think that just like most things are changing up where people if 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 you're not a person who can adjust per se, you're not going to be dealing a lot. You gotta figure out how to adjust your, your ways sometimes. Yeah, for sure. I That's mean, I, what society has come to. Now, you can still be a leader you, with uh, without completely giving, getting rid of who you are, but you have to make some level of adjustment. Life is about adjustments. Do you know what Wes Moore's record is picking games this year? What is it? It's outrageous. I'll tell you when we return. The governor of Maryland joins us Next on the B. Mitch and Finley program. Before we go, ESPN Bet is now live in the DMV. As the official sports book of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get 100 bucks in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present within the state of Maryland or Virginia to participate. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Listen, I love regulators. You can play this every damn day as far as I'm concerned. But I did just realize, do we have walk-up music for the governor? Because he should certainly get to pick his own walk-up music. I mean, sure. This is walk-up music. Well, that's... (laughs) It's, Maryland it's, it's Governor perfect, Westmore. Perfect walk-up music. It's perfect walk-up music. <laughs> do you want? We can keep that's, playing it. I bet you know every word. Yeah, that's right. We're we're about to mount up. We're about to mount up. <laughs> I love it. All right, regulators, it is. Uh, Governor, thank you for making time for us. I I notice the official Governor West Gov Westmore Twitter account is tweeting out some successes you've had this year. I. Yes, I would like to point out some successes you've had this year. You've gone 57 and 39 in your picks. Crazy. I like that. Pretty good, right? That's winning. Pretty Dude, good. It's almost plus 20. <laughs> That's crazy. Pretty good. I tell you, my 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 actually uh my winning rate is about the same as Lamar Jackson's completion rate for the year. So my <laughs> thing is if he's the MVP, I maybe I should just be the gubernatorial MVP. You're the MVG. <laughs> I'm going to take it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wear that chain. I'm going to wear that chain. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you, you are certainly the MVG of our program. I can tell you that much. Um, could you, like, I know Youngkin won't play you in basketball. Maybe you challenge, like, the Pennsylvania governor to a football pick contest next next year or something i don't i'm just brainstorming here yeah on the b mr finley show i love i love that idea i love that idea and listen all these other governors are learning that we are very that that i am very competitive i like when maryland wins and i'm and i'm loving that maryland's doing a whole lot of winning recently and so it's great so i think that's a great idea i think we should just challenge them all maybe uh, challenge them all. we'll get uh mayor bowser Making picks too. We'll get everybody in. There we go. There we go. Um, but don't, we, we will have Jeff call Governor Youngkin's people again and see if he'll come on. That we do. All we can do is, is extend the invitation. Yep. Um, and maybe and maybe he'll respond to you. 
I'm not sure he will, but maybe. Um, (laughs) So, Gov, I I, I mean, obviously, there's only two games this week. We don't have to figure out which games to pick. We know. Um, Before we kind of get to the actual pick, how exciting for you is it for the city of Baltimore to host the not just the AFC title game, but what this thing has become with Taylor Swift and everything else involved in this game? I mean, it is uh, the, the the city is electric, and and people, it's it's really difficult to 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 fully appreciate what this means because it's not just what it means economically. I mean, like this is going to be a massive weekend. In the city of Baltimore, uh, I mean, people, the place is going to be packed. The energy is going to be real. People are going to be staying in hotels and eating in restaurants and really experiencing It's just a fantastic, fantastic in the city of Baltimore. And I think they're going to, I mean, they're going to be all the eyeballs on the city mm-hmm. of Baltimore. But, but it's also the psychology of what it means. It's like we're winning. Like what this means to be part of a winner. And, and, and winners do what winners always do is winners win. And to see so much energy and excitement about a city and about our state uh, and watching where it's not just Baltimore that's fired up. I mean, I'm telling you, you don't know, I'm in every corner of this state every single week. And I don't care if you're in Westminster or West Baltimore. I don't care if you are in, uh, in, in, in Parkville or if you are you know, over in Princess Anne. Everybody is fired up right now for the Ravens. And so what this means just for the psychology of the state is just really exciting. We all have a unified team we're rooting for and a unified team we're all going to cheer when they win on, on, on Saturday. On Saturday. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is cool. I know this. I know my work at NBC4 here in D.C., we're coming up to cover it, right? And yes. and I think we, we kind of – I had this discussion with, uh, you know, the, the sports producer there and they kind of a broader discussion on whether – DC station should go up to cover this. Like there are absolutely Ravens fans in our, in our viewing area and, and you got to serve them, especially when it gets to this level, I feel like. And you know, Jeff, it's football, dude, right? (laughs) It's NFL and everybody cares about the NFL. And it's, it's a title game and it's here, but I think there's more and more dudes like Jeff. Whereas when the Ravens moved back, I think it was like a really strict, nah, man, I'm a skins fan. I'm not, I, I hate the Ravens. I think more and yep. more as they've been really good, and now that like Snyder is out, Jeff, our, our young producer, says the Ravens are his number two team, and I think there are more folks going in that direction. Because also, I, mean, I think the Ravens are built the right way. And listen, you know, I'm I'm I'm, die, I'm a diehard Ravens fan, and I and, and I wear that. But but I think for even for people who aren't Ravens fans, you got to appreciate how this team was built, right? You got to appreciate what what for John Harbaugh has built where, I mean, John Harbaugh was a special teams coach. Yeah, he was my special teams coach. He's coached me. Exactly, (laughs) right? I mean, but but, but he's someone who came on board, not a big name, not like a, you know, he wasn't Bill Belichick, but but built this team with the right kind of focus and the right kind of energy and, frankly, the right kind of aggression. That we have we have our, our quarterback who's about to win his second league MVP who was not only passed over, who when he was drafted, most people was like, this dude's a running back. Yeah, right? that was stupidity. Have, it was stupidity. We have <laughs> we have some of our top performers on offense and defense right now are people who most who many people said they don't have anything left in the tank. OBJ has nothing left in the tank. Jadavion Clowney, nothing left in the tank. And here we are. These are people who are now helping to lead their respective sides of the ball 
to the Super Bowl. This team was built the right way. It was built with a level of focus. We have the best general manager who is some of the best draft picks, you know, folks like Kyle Hamilton, folks like Zay Flowers. I mean, this is an exciting team to watch because it's built the right way. And I think that's what's really resonating with folks, too. I, mm-hmm. I agree with you there. Um, all right, let's get to the picks. I'm guessing I know who you like in the Baltimore-Kansas City <laughs> game, but I'll, I'll let you make it official. <laughs> let's go ahead and make it official. This is Baltimore's time. Baltimore is going to beat Kansas City. And, and listen, like we talked about before, y'all, you know, to, to, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And yep. this Sunday, we got to beat the man. Let's, not, let's be clear. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is a, is, a, is, a, is a multi-Super Bowl champion for a reason. He is not a joke. And you cannot take him lightly. You cannot take this Chiefs team lightly. They are well coached. Andy, there is nothing that Andy Reid has not seen. There is not a single play that is going to be thrown that Andy Reid is probably not coached against. 14 times in his NFL career. So they're not to be taken lightly. And at the same time, uh, I think that there is not a complete team in the NFL like what we see with with, with the Baltimore Ravens. Offense, defense, even if you look last week, well, you know, gave up a touchdown, but actually the defense didn't give up a touchdown. Special teams gave up that touchdown Mm -hmm. uh, on on the kick turn. So so it's important for people to remember that this team really Mm -hmm. is just very much locked in. And you know the other thing I love about this team? There's been some chirping on the Kansas City side, talk about team of destiny, and they asked for it, we, you know, they asked for it, we're going to give it to them, all that kind of stuff. Do you know what there hasn't been on the Ravens side at all? Talking. These boys are locked in. I thought, They're like, we're not going to say anything. Yeah, I thought Only Lamar was gonna do so is, 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 on, is on Sunday. Yeah. When Lamar's like, yeah, it's two heavyweights, can't wait to play. Yeah. And he was yeah. honest, he's like, yeah, I don't want to have to play them. They're really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, I was going to say, say, if you want to be the champion, you got to beat the champion. Yeah. So that's now it. that's who's on their doorstep. They got to try to go through them. Um, that's all that's left. Well, listen, I have a future on the Ravens and want them to win. So you, you don't have to worry about me, Gov. Um, <laughs> now, two things. I, as of right now, I have an auxiliary press box seat, which means I might not be able to see the field. So, you know, if you can hook <laughs> your boy, just let me know. Um, and then two. Take it over to play out of Jeff's book, huh? <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, there is another game going on on the other side of the country. What do you yes. think of San Fran Detroit? So, you know, it's interesting because I keep on I – was, I, was, I was thinking about this actually with Carter earlier, and I was like, who do I want to win? And I, for me, who I want to win comes down to whose food I like better. Because <laughs> the reason I say that is because I'm going to have a bet with whoever the governor is uh, on the other side. And part of the bet will involve food. And, and since we'll win, it really comes down to do I want, you know, what, is, what does Detroit have? Like deep dish pizza or something? Yeah, Detroit pizza, I mm-hmm. guess. I, yeah, so the question is do I want Detroit pizza? Tim Hortons or, donuts? Uh, is California donuts? No, Detroit, they have a, a lot of that Tim Hortons. It's like a donut chain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But aren't they Canadian? Yeah, I think they are. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. That's why you're yeah, the MVG. MVG. <laughs> <laughs> But that's close because it's like right on the border. So, so I, I get it. I get it. And I don't know what what is California. What what are they what are they known for? Uh, they got Dungeness crab. Yeah, San Fran is seafood. Yeah. That Chipino yeah. is like a big San Fran thing. That like bread bowl seafood stew kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, fresh. Okay. Produce. So I guess <laughs> the question comes down to right. So the question comes down: Do I want seafood stew, or do I want pizza? So that's or Tim Hortons. Yeah, it's a tough question. So I think I'm going to go I, – so I, I do think San Francisco is going to win this. Um, I, I think San Francisco, I think they're, 
their 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 team. They really are just a very good team. Detroit is playing well. Detroit uh, has been playing very hot. And they, and and the thing that's really impressive about Detroit is Detroit has shown a capacity to win close games. And I think once you get to this level, you can't just show that you blow teams out the way the Ravens blow teams out, but you have to show that you know how to win close games. Um, and I think they've done a good job of that. Now, I do think it matters that the last two games in Detroit have been in Detroit. And I do think that Detroit fan base, especially from playoff time, especially all the history, has got to be worth a good seven points. And so I do think that matters. And they're not going to have that on you know, this Sunday against San Francisco. So I think San Fran wins. Even though I got to tell you, Tim Hortons and pizza sounds a whole lot better. <laughs> um, last, last one, Gov, and this can be quick. Um, it sure seems like the Commanders are going to land with Ben Johnson as their head coach, the Lions' offense coordinator. I don't know how much of Detroit you've gotten to watch, but what do you think if that is the hire? It's a good choice. It's a solid choice, and, and you know, and the thing I like about it too is already showing that there's a measure of departure from what the commanders have done or, or the stands wherever else, you know, the Washington football team has done historically, where historically under Snyder, what, what the common MO was is overpay, get the biggest name you can find, regardless if they're the best fit, right? Yeah. That, that has kind of always been the MO and not even just among coaching. It's, it's, it's really also been among players. And that was just a common theme that came with Washington, uh, came with, with, with the football team. Um, this, I, I think Johnson, I think, I think has a great career ahead of him. I think has done a fantastic job of, of, not just, of not just player development, but actually coming up with really interesting schemes that match the players. And I think that's something that's going to be necessary and crucial. Um, I think that the commanders have some tough decisions to make when it comes to personnel. When it comes, and especially at the quarterback position, how they're thinking about their skill positions and wideouts. And so you want to make sure that your coach really has a full grasp of how to do that and build a team when you know there's probably going to be some changes probably happening at the quarterback slot. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 think, I think Ben is a good choice, and I think it shows a real departure from the type of bad, repeated bad decision-making that this organization oftentimes may with personnel. Governor, we appreciate your time. Appreciate you are the MVG. Thank you very much. Man, listen, I appreciate y'all so much. Go Ravens. Go Ravens. I look forward to seeing you on Sunday. And, and remember, even for all the Commanders fans out there, officially in Maryland, it is Purple Friday. Rock your purple, rep your team, and we're going to make sure we bring this thing home on Sunday. All right. Thank you, Gov. Appreciate Take care, it. man. Thank you. Thanks, y'all. Maryland Governor Wes Moore, when we come back, B. Mitch read this article he loved. We booked the author. Jeff Zrebeck joins us. Hey, Mel. Bry here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Be Mitchell Finley on a Scotty's Vodka Red Bull Friday. Vodka Red Bull Friday powered by Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty's Vodka is Maryland-made, amazingly smooth, and loved throughout the DMV. We wait till 11 a.m. to start Vodka Red Bull Friday because that's a responsible hour. All right, folks? <laughs> Five o'clock somewhere. Now, I'm fired up to get to the BetQL guest line and welcome in Jeff Zriebeck, covers the Ravens for The Athletic. Jeff, what's going on, man? Thanks for making some time for us. I'm sure you're busy. Good morning, guys. How, how are you guys doing? We're doing good, We're man. doing great, man. Um, let's start with kind of news of the day. Mark Andrews off IR. Uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, I think the hope, even when he got injured in mid-November, was if they made a little bit of a run and got deep in the playoffs, you know, he would uh, be able to get back. Now, I'm not expecting uh, – he's not 100%. I mean, he cracked his fibula and, and sustained major ligament damage uh, in his uh, left ankle. You know, I think it was like November 19th, and he had a, you know, he had a significant surgery. So, But he's worked really hard to get back, to become an option. Um, I wouldn't expect a full load for him. And frankly, they don't need him. You know, they've had Isaiah Likely emerge in his absence, and they have other pass catchers. So they don't need him to be all pro Mark Andrews out there on the field Sunday. But just getting another target out there who makes big plays is uh, key on third down in the red zone and a guy that, uh, you know, Mark Andrews trusts more than any other pass catcher on the team. Uh, excuse me, Lamar Jackson trusts yeah. more than any pass catcher on the team. That, that's a that's significant uh, development for them. Sure. Does – I don't know. This may be stupid, and if it's stupid, you can dismiss it. Is there any chance that Andrews coming back kind of messes up the chemistry that's been built with Lamar and likely? No, I mean, I don't think that's stupid at all, and that's kind of become a concern. Uh, I mean, at least it's a, at least a talking point among the fans around here because – they always knew likely could play, but there's only one ball to go around, obviously, and they have other pass catchers, a bunch of former first-round picks they want to keep in the mix, and likely was just kind of the forgotten man when Mark Andrews was healthy earlier this season. I mean, he would struggle to get one or two targets a game, and uh, what Lamar has done in recent years when there's trouble, when things break down a little bit, he goes to the guy he calls his bread and butter. He finds Andrews, and he can lock on Andrews when things are getting kind of dicey. So um, you'd like to think, I mean, they played without him in seven games, and they won six of them. So you'd like to think uh, there was some development there and trusting other guys, and he kind of won't morph back where he's always looking for Mark Andrews. But, you know, it's certainly a worthy talking point at this stage. And I think that's one thing about the Ravens, though. Their player development is off the charts because 
you see major guys go down and somebody else says they plug them in and they keep going. Yeah, that's absolutely. That's I mean, the, the draft is the lifeblood of their organization. It's what they do really well. Um, you know, they've they won the AFC, excuse me, they won a playoff game handily uh, last weekend without the guy that was expected to be their top running back, J.K. Dobbins, without their top cornerback, Marlon Humphrey, and without their top pass catcher, Mark Andrews. And that's just kind of how they do it. I mean, they do, they find guys in draft and the you know, often on day three that really come in and become key players for them. They get guys to come in, veterans. So this team is, has almost two dozen free agents, and a bunch of them are these veteran guys on one-year deals that accepted very little money to come, and they've been huge for them, like Kyle Van Noy and Davion Clowney and Arthur Millette and Ronald Darby. And mm. it's just the way they kind of build out their roster. But it starts with the draft and with developing young players and uh, – that's sort of what they've done best over the years, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, they're a contender every year. Jeff, I was reading your article on um, Mike McDonald, and I was thoroughly impressed by him. As you talked to him and, and was re- doing research for this article, what was the one thing that impressed you the most about that young man? I, I think, uh, you know, what is – he's just – he's a grinder, man. I mean, he's one of these guys – and. You know, a summa, summa cum laude graduate and kind of, you know, he was in a leadership, big time elite leadership course at Georgia. And he's one of these guys is just uh, he's very he's atomically smart. Um, but what has sort of impressed me is kind of how hard he's worked at, at finding his voice in front of the defense and how much he's sort of stuck to who he was. He's. He's not. He doesn't ooze charisma like you see a lot of, uh, you know, coaches and a lot of assistants. That's not really him. And he's very comfortable in his own skin. He's very comfortable who he is, and he's found a style that really works for him. And just he's really matured in the way he kind of leads a room and leads a defense, and, and really found his his spot. I mean, you guys know it's not easy. And one of the things he said, you know, like they Ravens have their young assistants you know, uh, take a part of the game plan that they deliver to the team. They want all those guys, each guy to kind of, whether it's you, you got, you're preaching the third down defense today, you're doing the red zone, mm-hmm. you know, they break it up into assistance and Mike McDonald, you know, was sitting there and you have Terrell Suggs, a future hall of famer in the room. And he's like, you know, he didn't play his last year of his ball was in high school and he kind of felt inferior in the beginning. Like, what are the, what are these guys going to learn from me? You know? So He's really found his voice and found his style and really stuck uh, true to who he is rather than to try to be someone who he's not to try to, you know, earn the respect that way. Um, Talking with Jeff Zrebeck here from The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff Zrebeck, Z-R-E-B-I-E-C. Does a great job covering the Ravens, has for a long time. Um, You think McDonald's getting poached? Kind of seems like the... The dance floor is running out of space. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look, I, I mean, there's a bunch of Washington guys here this week, uh, TV and, and and print guys, and, and, you know, it's kind of been asking them. And, you know, I guess, you know, you guys know this more than anyone. I mean, seems to be the favorite there is Ben Johnson. Now, uh, the Seattle one is interesting because if you look at where the Ravens have had a ton of success this year, it's in shutting down kind of the style of Mike Shanahan offenses. You know, they 
dominated the Texans twice. Mm. The Texans didn't score an offensive touchdown in two games this year. It was both against the Ravens. They beat up on the 49ers. Um, There's a couple other examples there. I mean, the Rams did did put up some yards on them, but I mean, Mike um, Mike McDonald did a did an unreal job this year in matching up against that style of offense. And if you're sitting there in Seattle, you better learn how to stop the 49ers. Uh, you, you know, in that division, and you're going to see other teams uh, with that style too. So I would think he'd be attractive to Seattle, but I don't know. I mean, Vrabel's out there, and, and Dan Quinn seems to be a guy, and obviously I think everyone suspects Ben Johnson will get one of the jobs. So, yeah, you said it. The the dance floor is filling up. And, um, you know, I've always been interested with McDonald, like how he presents himself to an owner. Like he admits he's kind of a weird guy. He's kind of different, <laughs> he, you know. So I always I, – I'd be curious to hear from some of those teams how the interviews went with him. But I, it's inevitable. He's going to get an opportunity. If it's not this year, it'll probably be next offseason. Yeah, yeah. I, he's, he's a really impressive candidate. And, I mean, defensively, concepts – also, like the player development, like what what the Ravens got from Matabuke this year, like there's just so much to be impressed by. Mm-hmm. Um, talking with Jeff Zrivak here on the BetQL guest line. So, Jeff, let's turn it to Sunday's game, right? Because, you know, whatever kind of advanced stats you like, DVOA has this Ravens team as one of the best of all time. There, You know, there there's every reason to believe the Ravens will win this game and might win it handily, and yet... Patrick Mahomes on the other side. Yep. Yeah, that, and that's kind of where I'm where I'm at. It's just like I think the Ravens are a better team. I think they have more ways of beating opponents, more ways of stressing opponents on on both sides of the ball. And uh, you know, as we know, you know, special teams here has always been a kind of a focus. So you you like their advantages in several areas. It feels like a team that they could run against. Uh, you know, we saw the Bills do it, and the Ravens have the number one run game in the league. But then you go to Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> and and it, it, they just you know, and I know like the one thing I keep telling myself, you know, they just feel like they they found something offensively, but they've also played two really banged up defenses, and you know Miami was a shell of itself, and then you know Bills were obviously obliterated in the middle of the field, and, and the Chiefs took well advantage, so. I think the Mahomes factor is what gives you pause here. Uh, you know, just and, – and they've – you know, what is this? Six – you know, this is their sixth AFC championship game. They've been here. The Ravens haven't um, a lot of ways. So, um, that's what makes this game so interesting. I think it'll be very close. I think it'll come down to the end. I'd be surprised if, if the Ravens blow them off the field uh, just because Mahomes and Andy Reid factor – um, but, you know, I think the last thing the Ravens want is a close game late and, and the ball in Mahomes' hands. Oh, because yeah. That's I'm scary. Sure, no, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Andy Reid will have a plan to attack this Ravens defense. He always does. He'll find some plays. They'll find an area they can exploit. And it's just going to come down to, I think, you know, I think it's going to be one of those games where a kicker could be trotting out in the end of the game trying to send his team to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, Brian and I were just talking about this in, in the last break. We have, I guess it's Stephen A's show, whatever is on ESPN right now. Mm-hmm. They just had the uh, the headline said, Clickbait. Is, is Lamar's legacy on the line this weekend? And whether, I think that's silly. I think if they lost to Houston last week, yeah, you, yeah. That, they, they, take, they have to own that. But you lose to the Chiefs in the AFC title game. Like, I I don't think you've lost any luster yeah. to me. Um, but is that 
notion and all the seemingly like pressure on Lamar is any are folks aware of that up there? Oh yeah, no question. But I, I think you said it best. I think last week it was a bigger story, and not only because you know what would have been the what would have been the takeaway if a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback came in and and beat the Ravens with Lamar Jackson, John Harbaugh. That that would have been really tough yes. to to move on from. They got that game under their belt. They needed to get a comfortable playoff win under the belt because, quite frankly, they haven't played very well in recent playoffs. And that was kind of hanging over the head of this year's team. That was hanging over the head of Lamar Jackson, who has not played particularly well in the playoffs until this past game. Um, But, you know, there is a sense in a lot of ways, no matter how – we know how the Ravens find players. We know they're going to be competitive every year. As long as you have Lamar Jackson at QB – you're going to be competitive every year and he's Mm -hmm. healthy. But it's hard to see them having a better chance in a lot of ways. I mean, they're they're pretty healthy at this time of year. They've been uh, reasonably healthy all year. They're at home. Uh, The Chiefs have some flaws. There's no question. So I think that's why people are saying that in a lot of ways. I mean, if Lamar doesn't win it this year – you know, what what could happen? Like, what's going to be different in future years? I mean, I think we all thought the Eagles lost in the Super Bowl last year. That's okay. Everyone said they have the best roster in the league. They'll be right back. And now it seems like, you know, they're going to have two new coordinators again this year, and there's going to be some significant questions about them. I mean, you know, when that window is open, when you have that opportunity, you got to get through it. And, and this is the best opportunity for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And I think uh, he's going to be the MVP most likely, um, but at some point, they need to get over this Chiefs hump. Uh, somebody needs to knock the Chiefs down a, a, a peg here and beat them in a key game. The Bengals did it a couple of years ago. The Ravens now have a turn to do it this weekend. I think, though, it's, it's how they lose the game. If Lamar goes out and the offense puts up some points and the defense have a problem with Pat, I think you look at that totally different than if he doesn't yeah. perform. You know, So if he doesn't perform, I, I can see people saying something. But if he goes out and put numbers like last week but they lose by a field goal, you can't put that on him. Right. Like, if he throws a pick late or something, yeah. that changes it. But if it's – you might just lose to the Chiefs because they're the freaking Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. No, I totally agree with you. And, um, you know, it's just – there's a little more attention, it feels like, just because they've been so dominant this year in the regular season. And, you know, he's expected to be the MVP. And so I, I think there's more attention on him in the, in the playoffs than ever. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes is, is motivated by all the talk that, uh, you know, Lamar is going to be the MVP and all that. But, no, it, it can't all be on him. It hasn't been all, all be on him. It hasn't all been on him this year. I mean, they've had, they have the most balanced team in the league. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they have a very good offense, a very good defense, and, and they usually are pretty good on special teams. So, uh, you know, it's a total team thing. But if he doesn't play well, that's the only way it'll be a reflection on kind of him and his status. Hey, Jeff, thank you so much for the time, man. Really appreciate it. We'll see you on Sunday. Sounds good, guys. Take care. Have a great weekend. All right, thanks. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff Zrebeck from The Athletic. I should have asked him if he hates that D.C. folks are carpetbagging and coming up and invading that press box on Sunday. Probably so. (laughs) Um, Let's run through all the NFL jobs and make sure we're sure about what we think we're sure about. Don't go anywhere. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here, and I always demand excellence, whether I'm on or off the field. And if your HVAC system isn't cutting it, it's time for my friends over at Rude. Thanks to the IRA Act, you can snag up to $2,000 in tax credits for qualifying heat pump systems. And Maryland residents, 
There are extra rebates on Rude equipment just for you. Personally, I have the I have three Rude 18 Sear Inverter heat pumps powering my home, and it's a total game changer. So head to Rude.com. That's R-U-U-D.com and see for yourself. Elevate your comfort this winter with Rude. If it ain't Rude, it ain't right. Everybody! You know what time it is. It's that time. Vodka Red Bull Friday, powered by Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty's Vodka is Maryland made, amazingly smooth, and loved throughout the DMV. Mm-hmm. Now, our dear friend Crazy Drew is here making tailgates. B's already diving in. What I have you got? arugula, um, wal- look like walnuts, watermelon, and uh, I think this is feta cheese in here. In this salad, it's unbelievable. And a crab cake and a baked potato. Hell yeah. Um, we're all going to eat. Drew makes these wild tailgates. Appreciate them. It was 11.15 a.m. when Drew offered, asked if I wanted a grapefruit or an orange crush. And I said, Drew, I might wait a little while. I said yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I hope you know that means both. <laughs> right. Landini, I'm going to track down this audio. I got to go um, catch up with Jahan Dotson yesterday at a Verizon store in Springfield. Um, I'd never been to this area of Springfield. Um, the Verizon store was located right next door to a Whole Foods. It was right off 644, like right there at the mixing bowl. Yeah. I don't think I've ever experienced this. This shopping center just blares music. Yeah. Have you ever, have you been to that shopping center? I've been to that shopping center. Have you ever been to another shopping center that just plays music like in the parking lot? No. It's interesting. I don't know that I liked it, but it is memorable. I liked it. Really? All right. Um, I, I, I kept trying to figure out where the music was coming from, and then finally one of the guys that was there was like, dude, they just play it. There were a lot of fans there, a lot of people that listened to the radio show. Appreciate everybody there that said hello. Um, I think, Landini, maybe we play that at one thirty, the Dotson interview. Um, <laughs> uh Brian, what's going on now is yes, a, a pretty interesting situation. Obviously, Raheem Morris gets the job in Atlanta. We're all happy for Raheem. It looks like Belichick's going to be frozen out. Is it weird that Pete Carroll was like never even an option? It looks like Mike Vrabel's going to be frozen out unless he gets the Seattle did, did, job. Did people say, I mean, didn't they say they were moving Pete to the front office? I don't know. That's what that, That's the... When they when it came out that he was leaving, they said they were moving him to the front office. Yeah, but it seemed a little fake. Maybe I, I could be wrong. Um, like kind of like honestly, kind of like Wes Unseld. Still, they they're still paying him and moving to the front office. With, with somebody else going to hire Pete as their general manager or somebody like that, that they can take him away from it. Yeah, probably not. You're right. Um, there is an interesting scenario though that I'm curious. I debated this with Tischler on the podcast. If you look at the the people we believe are taking over, right? Uh Well, we know Adam Peters is here. Mm -hmm. And using San Francisco as perhaps the roadmap to what he would like to do in Washington, you know, that, that first year of... Kyle and John Lynch in San Fran, mm-hmm. they didn't go 
quarterback that first year. I, I don't believe. Um, it was 2017, I think. Yeah, they took Solomon Thomas, number three. Who were the quarterbacks that year? Might not have been Mahomes. Married. Mahomes went 10th, I think. And what, what was their pick? They So they had the second pick, and that's when Chicago traded up for Mitch Trubisky. Okay. They took Solomon Thomas at three and then Reuben Foster at 31. Now, that trade got them a lot of draft capital, moving yeah. back one. But, but who did they have at quarterback already there? Um, I'll pull it up. I don't know. It was probably, I imagine it couldn't have been Kaepernick at that point in 2017. Um, all right, 2017 is their first year. They got they traded for Jimmy G late in the year, mm-hmm. but I don't know who it was to, at the beginning of the year, like Nick Mullins or something. C.J. Beathard, Brian Hoyer was who they had. And they drafted Beathard that year in like the sixth round or something. Now, they had plenty of good picks. George Kittle they got in the fifth round that year. Um, But that said, this dude, Adam Peters, was part of that organization that their first year had a really high pick. They had the number two pick. Mm -hmm. They didn't take a quarterback. And it's not like they had one in the building. So just keep that in your mind. I I understand that, but Pat Mahomes, who he is today, Many people had questions about him coming out of college. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying they may, like, Peters may think maybe we don't go quarterback. That's, And then if you look at Ben Johnson, if he gets the job, right, how did the Lions acquire their quarterback? Trade. Trade. The Niners, the first iteration, how did they acquire their quarterback? Trade. I, I don't think that will happen. Who, it's is, just, who are the available free agents? Straight up free agent, you just got to pay them. Kirk. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a, we're going to stop getting that Kirk thing. I don't think Kirk's coming here. No stretch of the man. I don't either. Especially off of that, that injury. I don't see that happening. Okay. So quarterback trades are tricky, but there's one obvious candidate out there. The kid in uh, Chicago? Justin Fields. If but if, if they do that, that's still getting a young quarterback. That but you got to pay him. You'd have to pay him right away. I think like if we're doing a hundred chips on this, right? And your options are draft a kid at two, trade for somebody, whether it's Fields or somebody else, or sign a free agent. Draft a kid at two. I would probably go. What should happen is a hundred chips on draft a kid. What will happen, I'd put like 95 chips on draft a kid. Mm-hmm. It is just interesting when you look at the history here, what they've done. What I mean, specifically, now Peters wasn't calling. In 2017, Peters wasn't calling the shots. You know what I'm saying? But. That's, that's assuming a lot. And I think we got to look at the situations, who's making the choices. It could be totally different. Are you at 100 chips both ways that it is draft a kid at two? I think drafting the kid at two is going to get the highest chip chip count for me, almost all of them. Yeah, I I yeah. think it's I think it's pretty much a done deal. Um, I don't know, you know, I mean, dude, if you look through this Niners draft history, twenty nineteen they go Bosa at two, Debo in the second round, 
uh, Greenlaw in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. I, the amount of hits on, on Fred Warner, 2018, third, third round. Kittle was a fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, the safety uh, got, got hurt, but Hafanga was a fifth rounder. I mean, obviously, there's Brock Purdy. It, mm-hmm. it's just so loaded but they from hit, the draft. Right. Like in all rounds for the most part. They don't have the mindset where it has to be a first rounder. That corner, second round to, to be successful. The corner, the kid Lenore that's been making plays for them. Yeah. Fifth rounder. I, I think their mindset, if we drafted him, he should be able to play. A lot of people draft people just because they they gonna have to draft somebody. They don't know if he's gonna fit or not. The 49ers don't seem that way. And I hope that's the mindset of Adam Peters as well. Sure. Uh, you know, last night I got to have dinner with all the guys from Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. Uh, Bob Hager, Will Korngold, Biagi, Andy High. We had a blast. And I only say that because when I hang out with those dudes, like technically when I when I do an ad read for them, I, I, you know, there's a, there's a financial arrangement. When I hang out with those dudes, it's because I enjoy them. Because they're my friends, because they take care of me. That's probably why you're so enthusiastic <laughs> when you do the read. Probably. I mean, it probably comes through. Yeah. But I, we were talking about this. They were trying to guess how many Kias you've bought from Billy and Chantilly and Oarsman Chantilly Kia. Mm-hmm. My number, that because I figured it's all four girls and Monica, probably three. at least some. No, Monica of, never had one. Okay. So it's, it's three girls, but and probably at least twice. So three. my guess was you bought nine Cars from Billy and Chantilly. Well, it's been one, two. I think eight with the girls. Deshaun has one. Kenny went over and got one. Santana went over and got one. And I forgot the young lady that, that called me one day by then. I sent over there another one. So I was involved with about 12 to 13. That's crazy. And you you started buying them there just because they took care of you. It wasn't because of the radio and oh, yeah. all the I, other I stuff. I was buying cars before we started doing the read. It's crazy. Yeah. I, dude, they take care of you. I bought four cars from them across two different stores. Like they, they I go there because they take great care of us, mm-hmm. and you should too. You can check them out online at oarsmanva.com. They have seven locations all over northern Virginia from Alexandria to Chantilly. Great selection, great financing, all the stuff you're looking for, they got it, and They've got the Oarsman Lifetime Edge. And we talk about that Lifetime Edge. Listen, when you get up to $1,500 in extras, that's saying a lot. They also give you a complimentary car wash with every scheduled maintenance and loaner cars with every major maintenance. And they have the Oarsman Lifetime Engine Guarantee. And when you want to sell a car, go to Oarsman. They're going to give you probably top dollar, the best of all of them. They give you up to 125% of the Kelly Blue Book value, regardless of its make, model, or year. You don't have to go there and sell the type of car that they sell to them. They're going to buy whatever you want to sell. And it's simple at Orbsman. They like to keep their customers happy, as they've done to JP and I. So take it from us, two extremely satisfied Orbsman customers. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours. 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And let's ride together. It's Night at the Roxbury, if you haven't watched it. Shout out to our friend Drew Cohen. Brought us in an awesome tailgate. He loves tailgating. He brought us in a Ravens-themed tailgate with crab cakes. What do you call these? Twice-baked potatoes? Yeah. Twice-baked potatoes and watermelon salad. Might be the best watermelon salad I've ever had. Did you have the watermelon salad, Landfill? It was excellent. It was excellent. Yeah. Um, All of it. Arugula. Excellent. Some type of nut. Feta cheese. Now, there was a moment where me, B-Mitch, and Landfill were frozen in time mm-hmm. together. Like, like, like Han Solo when he got stuck in the ice. When was that? We were staring at one another. Jeff went out to help Drew. <laughs> and we heard. And we're sitting here shattering. and we just hear the <laughs> world's biggest shattering of things. Yeah. Landfill simulating it. <laughs> and all three of us had the exact same thought. That what Jeff, the hell did Jeff do now? Jeff just <laughs> dropped all the food. <laughs> now, Jeff, it ends up you did not drop all the food. And no, I'm I proud of you. What did happen? That Round was the loudest noise I've ever heard. It was his Drew's buddy dropped some of the uh, the the things that his serving trays and stuff like that. It what? came around that corner and, and didn't know it was a little sharp. Bang, bang. Correct. Yeah. All right. Um, in about 10 minutes, we're going to talk to Charlie Batch, played quarterback for the Lions um, and the Steelers. That's going to be fun. What I'm going to do right now. You ready, Jeffrey? Let's give some yes, tickets sir. away. 106.7 The Fan versus Team 980, live Friday, February 2nd at 8 o'clock at the Bethesda Theater. Get tickets today at BethesdaTheater.com, presented by Main Street Bank. Cheer local, bank local, put their team in your office. Visit MStreetBank.com for more info. Uh, Caller number 10 right now, 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. Pair of tickets to 106.7 The Fan versus Team 980. So, B, yesterday I was at that weird shopping center in Springfield, right? Uh-huh. And The dri- disco. You were at the disco. <laughs> Yo, it is a disco. And I'm driving home, and I'm listening to Grant and Danny. And Danny apparently has a series of, of zings, a bunch of jokes that he's written about all of us between the two radio stations. And they had Kynard call in. They had the Cluster Buster come on to bus clusters. And CK, basically Danny was... Kind of making sure he got permission to make fun of everybody. Mm-hmm. And CK's advice was, yeah, you can do whatever you want, 
but I'd take it easy on B Mitch. <laughs> and Danny was like, oh, yeah, he'll probably kick my ass. And I like what, Danny. Danny's what, my dude. What was funny is I told B in the last break, I was like, B, yeah, Danny's going to start the show with a bunch of jokes. And B's like, I'll punch him in the face then. <laughs> <laughs> so the exact level of concern was warranted. I was just joking. Um, there is Danny's an actual train, like a, a yeah, skill. Danny's good, man. He's a real comedian. Yeah. Landfill, can you think of a better place, a better canvas for a real comedian to make fun of things than this damn radio station? Uh, there's a lot of material here. Oh, that's a lot of material. <laughs> a lot of material. Oh, so that can help him out. I mean, like, I have innumerable faults. I see three things every day just happening by three different people all the time. Well, like, if the we don't have a working printer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much. you can There's make. so many different we levels to it. It's just too. on the other side. And Jeff needs to walk back and forth sometimes. Oh, it's a lot of material on your forehead. It is a bit. It's a five head. <laughs> your forehead is four bigger than mine. Because your hours worth. Your hair starts in the backyard. So let's give it a break. Your thoughts and are three D. Thirty years old. That's true. That one Come time on. Jeff didn't shave, we found out he has the hairline hair, of an eighty-four his year old. Back here, <laughs> he, he's a horseshoe. That's fine. His, That's his, fine. His head is like the horseshoe. To go, the, the stadium. And, and what's your head like? I'm. Um, a, uh, I got a little cistern. Uh, <laughs> That drink like a bowling ball when it's fresh oil Doesn't right out what, the machine. Never know what a cistern is. Um, I thought you said a cist. So I, I said here's, cistern. Here's oh. my question. So we were, we were workshopping ideas for the uncensored portion of 106.7 The Fan versus Team 980 next week. Who said uncensored? I think it's uncensored. I, oh, There's no FCC. We can oh, yeah, curse. Nah, that's completely uncensored. Yeah, but you can't be ignorant. Okay. There's Beamit. Beamich has drawn a line. No ignorance, Lamphill. I'm just saying, like, you're going to have yes, people Jeff's there. You're going to have people there. You still have to have some level of restraint and, and control and respect for yourself. I, I'm with you. I guess Ryan's out. <laughs> Hell, I ain't getting paid for this. I'm not going to be out there just throwing everything out there. Fine. Um, I, I, we had an idea with Cakes after the Zen went so poorly that he should pack a lip or put in a dip on stage and see how that goes. Ooh, that would be bad. That would be bad. So so he's trying to, like, break, get away from nicotine and stuff like that? No, I think he just threw one in for a bit, and it okay. went poorly. It went poorly for him? Yeah. Well, last time I had some nic- some uh, tobacco in mine, I, I was kicked out of a, ba- of a baseball game. That's when you hit three straight batters? I hit batters. two straight batters, and they threw me out the game. <laughs> and I, I, it took me a while to get back to the dugout. I didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> I was in ninth grade, man. Will you will you throw a lipper in? That's not happening. See, I, I was I was young, stupid, and willing to try anything. Then I'm a little bit too grown and mature for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeff, will you, would you throw you try a and swim in? across the river again for me? Nah, there's no river in Bethesda. I'll luckily. find one for you. Nah, there's no river in Bethesda. My river swimming days are over. I hope. Why? Because he almost died. Because I almost died. Oh, it was like a big ass. Look, Jeff was ready to crack a joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was about to say, kill you right there. I don't know what it's called. Um, you don't know the river you almost died in? Yeah. He, if he would have died, he wouldn't have been able to tell a story, so it don't make a difference. Where I, were you? I was at the beach. I don't know if it's a river or, like, the ocean. I don't really know what it's called. If you've ever been to Harpoon and Hannah's. Current, so it had to be some level of a river. I just don't get it. Have you ever been to Harpoon Hannah's? No. 
It's in Fenwick. It's in Delaware. I think it might be a canal. I don't know. I just Googled it, and it looks like it's called the Ditch. But, I, I don't know. But I swam across so the swam, river that Harpoon Hand so is So you on. swam across a big ditch, and you tried to tell us you swam across a river? Look, I'm showing you the body of water. How dude. does something with those it, big paddles on that, the side no, that, that's, 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 that's not no ditch. That's a river. Yo, it's big, dude. <laughs> it connects, I think, the, Del- the Rehoboth Bay with the Assawoman Bay. Um, the who? The Assawoman. Yo, the the bay in Ocean City is called Assa Woman Bay. I'm not doing a bit. That's really what it's called. <laughs> That's a I'm nice to move out there. <laughs> <laughs> but you won't see a what? what you, Assa Woman. Yeah, what you see when you tipsy out there? <laughs> you, you see, see me it? trying to swim across a river. <laughs> All right, Charlie Batch when we come back. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. That's a Scotty's Vodka Red Bull Friday banger if there ever was one. Yes, it is. What happened 30 years ago today, B? 32 years ago today. Oh, my bad. Yeah, 32 years ago. Uh, the Washington uh, Redskins at the time knocked off the Buffalo Bills 37-24 to bring home the Super Bowl championship. And it could have been 45-10. to 10. Could have been easy, easy to jo- do that. Coach Joe is just a class act. Yeah. Another class act is our next guest on the Bet guest line, Mr. Charlie Batch. You remember him playing quarterback for the Lions and the Steelers for a number of years. Charlie, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? We're doing good, brother. What's happening with you? Man, not much. You're trying to be like you when I grow up, B. That's oh, all. Oh man, we all are, man, we all <laughs> are. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm trying. I'm trying to grow up. <laughs> um, Charlie, you know, you had such an interesting career where 
you started so many games in Detroit, then you you eventually get to Pittsburgh. Which is Pittsburgh kind of home for you? Is that where you're from? Actually, I'm born and raised here in Pittsburgh, so oh, okay, I really cool. only know two cities. Pittsburgh, and then I went. Then obviously, my time up in Detroit, so I only know two cities: Pittsburgh and Detroit. Very cool. Um, you know, with the Lions having this level of success right now, how much are you enjoying it? To be honest, which was new to me because this is the first time since I've left Detroit, and I left in two thousand and one. In two thousand two, was my first year in Pittsburgh. But this is the first year in over twenty years that the Lions have played one week longer than the Steelers. So I never really had to go through this to think about what is going on in Detroit, but I'm super excited for them and their fan base. Man, they have been patient, and, man, they deserve it. Hopefully they can get over the hump this week. Charlie, the big talk in the league now is all about the quarterbacks, and you see Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl in, uh, in L.A., loses it, and then get traded for Stafford, and they switched uh, teams, basically. He is now playing a lot better and I talk a lot about him being in his prime. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, you know, quarterbacks, like when you first get in the league, didn't you really learn the game of football, how things settle down for you? Yeah, a lot of it, you know, of course, him being a Cali guy, you know, I'm assuming he's from out that way. But if all he knows is, is California and then you go to that environment, you know, you have a lot of things that are kind of on your shoulders and trying to get over the hump. And, of course, in the manner that he went through, they get rid of you. They win a Super Bowl without you. There's still a lot of things that he has that is kind of lighting the fire for him only because, you know, he really has been a, an outcast. But when you look to see where he was in those younger years to where he is now, the game just slows down for you. And right now, you can see golf right now. He's going through his reads, and everybody's just like, wow, didn't realize it that he was capable of being this particular quarterback, but he was that quarterback. And now you put the tools around him, and it's just really good to see him flourishing. And it really felt like everything is lifted off his shoulder because he was finally able to get – I wouldn't say finally able to get over to him, but when you beat your former team in a manner and sending him home, man, you know he has, he's playing with a lot of confidence right now. Clearly. We are uh, talking with Charlie Batch, former Lions and Steelers quarterback, ahead of this weekend's AFC and NFC championship games. You played for a fantastic coach in Mike Tomlin. And if my time's right, you might have played for Cower also in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, I played five years with Cower, six with Tomlin. I mean, that's two Hall of Famers. I don't yes. know if Cower's in yet. I, I think, think Tomlin's there, getting though. there. Um what is it? Yeah, Cower, Cower was in with the uh, with that um, ex- extended group, so he did get in a yeah. couple years ago. Oh, the COVID year. Okay, gotcha. Um, with playing for coaches like that, what do you learn as a player? Well, for me, um, growing up here in Pittsburgh and being a fan of Cower when he got uh, hired back in 91, 92, you know, you, you, you're essentially growing up a fan, and you're like, man, hopefully, you know, get an opportunity to play. And I think the closer I got to that realization – you know, it was 1998 when I got drafted by the Lions. And I just remember, you know, had saying to, to Coach Cower when I had the opportunity to meet him because they weren't looking for a quarterback at that particular year. I said, if I ever had an opportunity to present itself and play for you, I would. And lo and behold, it happened in 2002. So I had a chance to really play with him at his later stages, right? A lot more calmer. You didn't see the chin on everything that you see on TV. <laughs> he didn't do that during the course of the week. He did that right in his early years, but not at the time that I got there. So when you kind of get there, you grow, you know, you build a friendship, but also an admiration for him, knowing that he was trying to get over the hump to get to his first Super Bowl. And to be part of that and doing something during that year that or during that time that not, never has been done, meaning six seed going on the road and going out there to win that championship, to do, be able to do that and hoist that Lombardi trophy with him, man, it was fantastic. 
and you could see, you know, him getting ready to be phased out into his next phase. And then as we roll into Tomlin, it's a new coach. And everything that Cowher did, Tomlin essentially did different. So, of course, the veterans around are all ticked off. We're like, well, we were pretty good before you got here, coach. You don't have to change everything. But it was just a matter of him putting his stamp on, hey, this is the way that I do things, and you're just now following this young coach. But because we were such a veteran team, we were able to police that locker room. So a lot of the things never got up to him because we were able to control everything within to just to allow Coach Tomlin to coach. That, that's something that you said. I know we talk about all these new coaches. Coaches are possibly getting hired. A lot of Ben Johnson is getting a lot of talk here in D.C. But I always talk about coaches having players help them lead their team. And I think that's when it normally works because now the players feel a little ownership and they're not going to let stuff mess up. When you were around your coaches, like a Tomlin and a Coward, did you notice that level that was consistent in both of them? Yeah, a lot of them allowed their players to be boisterous and take control of the team because they want they wanted them to have ownership of it. And Coward did a great job of that. And you had your Joey Porters of the world, your Jerome Bettis, Ham Ward, you know. So you had these veteran guys, the James Farriers of the world. These guys were, you know, they were the the leaders of the room. We followed those guys, and they carried that and really showed these young guys the the way to operate. And by the time that Tomlin got here, Tomlin was 35. I was 32. So here he is three years older <laughs> yeah. than me. And I'm calling, you know, in the building, you're Coach Tomlin. But when I see you out in the bar in the restaurant, you mic to me. You're, <laughs> you're my boss. But, hey, man, that's just the respect that we have. And, you know, he was able to do that. And he was close in age with a lot of the guys. So if guys weren't feeling it, whether, hey, man, guys are a little tired today, Coach, you might want to take it easy on them. Maybe we have a high-speed walkthrough. You know, but it, by the time the snap of the ball, everybody, you know, you run everything normal. And by, by the time the snap of the ball hits, hey, we're going to go through walkthrough tempo, getting everything you need from the neck up, but also getting the work that you need done in the actual field. And that was something that Tomlin always listened to his players, but also respectfully everybody knew he was the guy leading the charge and we were going to do everything in our power to help him get over the hump and we were able to win a championship with him in 2008 that's cool man uh i mean how cool must have been to work to play for both those guys and just the similarities and differences you didn't didn't play for a lot of sucky coaches (laughs) who'd you have in detroit (laughs) remember he started you count detroit b (laughs) once you got to pittsburgh you were good who'd you play there were were a lot of there were a lot of different there were a lot of different moving pieces right so when i got to detroit you know, we had Bobby Ross, then Bobby Ross ended up uh, taking over. He retired in the middle of the year in 2000. We had Gary Moeller, then we had Martin, uh, Marty Morningweg. But then I had four different coordinators that went along with it. So there was a lot of lot wow. of different – it's a revolving door. So there were a lot of different moving pieces, not to mention even the general managers who were coming in. So, the, But the one thing that was consistent in Detroit was a guy by the name of Kevin Colbert. He was kind of like the second, third in charge. And he was the guy that ultimately brought everybody back together. He was – you know, very responsible for helping them get to eight and eight, nine, nine and seven at one point, and then ultimately he became the general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they were very similar to what Detroit was going through. Eight and eight, couldn't get over the hump. That was very what the what the Steelers were doing at that time. He added a few pieces in there, and that first championship team that we had in two thousand and five, there were six players that were former Lions that uh, Kevin Colbert picked and brought over to the Steelers that we were all part of that team. So it was really cool to kind of see the Detroit and Pittsburgh connection allowing us to get to where we wanted to get to, and that was being world champions. Charlie, you played 15 years, and like I'm sure you know what kind of tactics got to you and what kind of tactics rubbed you the wrong way. Uh, there's a possibility that Washington could draft a guy at number two. 
What type of coach you think he will need, and what should he be looking forward to? Man, I think I think ultimately you got to say, do you have your quarterback on a roster? And I think based off everything that I'm kind of reading, you know, that, that's up in the air, that's for question. So if they do make that particular move, you got to now bring in a coordinator that understands how to work to his strengths and being able to elevate him. And that just takes a lot of time because if you're picked that high, the day and age that we used to have back in the day where coaches had, you know, two or three years to kind of work with guys, to, you know, and you're buying yourself time, that's not necessarily the case. Uh-huh. Guys want to see your quarterback in year one, and you better be able to take the next step in year two. And if not, they're now looking for the next guy. So they have to yeah. make sure that that marriage is going to work within. Yeah, it's it's going to be fascinating. Um when you watch that Detroit offense now, what do you think of? Because you know most people believe Washington's going to hire Ben Johnson, the Lions' OC, as their next head coach. It it's not a done deal; nothing is, but it sure all signs point that way. Um, when you watch the Lions' offense, what do you see? Yeah, what I, I love the way the ability to run the ball. You have two rushers over 900 yards. But what I love about the Lions offense, this is not what you see a lot now in, the, in this day and age of NFL offenses, is that the quarterback is playing underneath center. And when yeah. you do that, that now allows that play-action game to really hit home. When you're doing it from the gun, that's a token fake. The linebacker say, ah, you almost got me, and they're dropping back into coverage. But when you're underneath center, you extend that ball into that running back's belly, and you pull it out and go back off of that play action, those linebackers now are two and three steps forward, allowing the tight end or maybe that slot defender to get behind. And that's where those big plays are happening. And that's what I love about Jared Goff because, you know, you could see he's not dinking and dunking. This guy's pushing the ball down the field, and you're seeing chunk plays in a huge way. And I think that's why you talk about the offense coordinator being talked about as a potential head coach because of those big splash plays that the Lions have. For sure. What do you think about, like, when you're looking at a head coach – measuring up kind of the schematic side versus the leadership side. I mean, hell, we're talking about Cower and, and Tomlin. Yeah, you had the leaders. You always. had the leadership side for sure. But How do you balance There's that? always, like I said, some coaches who are not very voiceless, and I don't know if you ever noticed this, they have somebody else on that roster that will let you know how, what, what you're thinking and what you feel. Absolutely. And I think when you look back and, you know, of course, Cower and Tomlin, those guys are great communicators. They come in, the message is clear and concise. Glad guys understand when they're walking out the door, what the assignment is at hand. So there's no confusion. Now I did play for some people who were great schematically, but could not relay and they couldn't communicate. And that was their, that was their weakness. And all of a sudden you're just like, what the heck? And these guys, it, it, it was just bad. It was a bad formula all around. But the one thing about players, they understand it. These aren't college players that you haven't anymore. You're dealing with grown men and when grown men can realize wait a minute you full of it you've lost the team and you know so you have to have some type of balance but also have your right hand to be able to now make sure that they can uh, you know assist with some of those weaknesses that you have so it's just one of those things that I was fortunate over my when I got to Pittsburgh that I did have that instability from ownership to the point that allowed everyone else to flourish and he made sure whether that was Tomlin or Cower to make sure he put his players at the core, making sure that he was able to get the best of their abilities out of them. I bet. I feel like there's a billion questions I could ask you. I'm curious, though, because Pittsburgh, I'm, I'm guessing you're watching Steelers games every Sunday. Um, they're probably shopping for a quarterback, if I had to guess. And I, I have a buddy down here named Wildcard Scotty. He's from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. He loves the Steelers. And he's always telling me that, you know, there's so much good about Tomlin, but that people up there are getting tired of him. You heard some of the contract questions this year. 
Um, I loved when he just walked away when the one person asked him. Even as a reporter, that would drive me crazy. Um, what's the deal with Tomlin up there? And is it really quarterback driven? If they can find the right guy, they'll be all right. Yeah, it's funny because I, I see it on both sides, right? People in Pittsburgh are frustrated, but nationally, they're like, "What? What is wrong with y'all? Why would you even want <laughs> exactly. to get his, get rid of a guy coach like that?" It's very similar to kind of the talk nationally with Brock Purdy, right? People are crushing him, but in San Francisco, they're like, "This is our guy. What are y'all talking about?" So these are things that always happen, but I think the longer you go in this league, and most people aren't used to coaches being around 17 years in the manner that Tomlin has been around, but he's had success. But when you talk about the standard, and this is why people in Pittsburgh get frustrated, because the standard is a standard, meaning the only thing that matters is Super Bowl trophies. If you don't win that trophy, you don't get celebrated. They don't celebrate division winners. They don't celebrate Super Bowl losers. So from that particular standard, if you're going to hold – everybody and the expectations to that the fans are going to hold the coaches and the players to that same expectation and when you haven't won the Super Bowl since 2008 you lost it in 2010 players understand you got to win it to be celebrated and right now fans are frustrated from that particular manner but it all circles it back to this season now you get back and you're like okay Mason Rudolph you probably lose him now the jury is out on Kenny Pickett of whether he's the guy moving forward. They're going to get a new offensive coordinator in there, so this is a big year for Kenny Pickett. But what are they going to do to add the Nick in that quarterback room to create that competition? Mike Tomlin talked about bringing that in. I just don't see Mason Rudolph being in that equation only because I think he did enough to now go out there and compete for a starting job elsewhere, and I think the dollars will match up where Mason Rudolph goes. When they start complaining about Super Bowls, tell them that uh, in Washington they haven't won one since uh... – January 26, 1992. Absolutely. And this is exactly <laughs> on the eve, the eve of and Detroit. I promise you Detroit realizes that, and they're going to be reminded of that all weekend yeah, when they, they talk are. about how they lost that NFC championship game in 1991 yeah. to, to Washington. So it's going to be you know talked about. So these are things that really, when you look back on what expectations are, are they realistic expectation, or you know, are you just kind of throwing things at the wall to see if they stick? But, man, as a as a guy who went through it and was able to be part of those championship teams, man, I, I wish that on every player with an opportunity to hoist that Lombardi Trophy because it's truly a special moment. But Charlie, I know something else that's near and dear to your heart is our kids. You love working with kids, and you started the Best of the Batch Foundation, and you all are finishing up a building. Can you talk a little bit about that and why you do it? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes. So our foundation, our family foundation is called Best of the Batch Foundation. We're an educational foundation and we service 3,800 kids annually in nine counties throughout southwestern Pennsylvania. And we've been doing so over the last 23 years. And with all, we run a, a 13 different programs throughout the course of the year. And we literally were busting out of the seams on our building. And literally, we went from 5,300 square feet to 33,000 square feet. Wow. So now we're able to add more educational components to it. Our numbers are expected to go over 6,000 kids annually. So we're super excited about everybody who believes in the mission and vision of what we're accomplishing, the sponsors, the partners. So we're truly excited to show our building off. And, you know, anybody who wants to learn more information about what we're doing throughout the calendar year, they can go to Batch Foundation. Foundation.org, and you'll be able to see everything that we do. And if we can help in any way, man, please don't hesitate to reach out because we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're here to make it stronger, especially when it comes to impacting kids. That's great, man. B was showing me some of the pictures, yeah. and it's really, really impressive. Um, Charlie, I, we'd be crazy if we don't at least get your picks for this weekend. I'm guessing with all that uh, black and gold running through your veins, you're not a big Ravens fan. But Ravens Chiefs first, what do you think? 
But I mean, anytime the Steelers aren't in it, I'm gonna go ahead and pick. I want to. I, I want uh, the AFC North to to bring it home, and I'm gonna root for Baltimore the same way I did a couple years ago for Cincinnati when they were in the Super Bowl. So I'm not totally against the Ravens from that particular manner. So I'm looking at Ravens coming out of the AFC, and in the NFC, man, I, I think Detroit goes in and shocks them. Wow. And that's going to be something that, yeah, I really do. I think it's going to be a close game, and because of the manner of the close games that they played this year, I think they're able to pull it off, and I think Detroit finally gets over the hump and get to the first, get to the Super Bowls. First time since 1957, so I'm rooting for a Baltimore-Detroit Super Bowl. Uh-oh. That'll be big for that city, though. Man, Detroit and Baltimore are two cities that have been on the, the wrong end of a lot of things. That would be wild for both. Yeah. Charlie, thank you very much appreciate for your time, you, man. Really appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, fellas. Hey, man. Take All care. Right. That is Charlie Batch, former Lions and Steelers quarterback. Sharp dude, man. I really yeah. enjoyed that conversation. Oh, yeah. um, we got to make some picks. Let's run through all the prop bets. For conference championship weekend, do not go anywhere. Anywhere. Name of it. I don't know the words, but I know who sings it. Bunch You're of not a fan, bro. I don't. I'm not. I'm you, not. A, you, you want me to tell you why you're not a fan? This is Rihanna, and I like this song. Gets people fired up. JP. What, Jeff? What? I, I got a question. What? How did you sing this song incorrectly and still not know the name of the song when it played? Yellow diamonds in my life. That's still the incorrect word. <laughs> <laughs> Found love in a foreign place. <laughs> it's not foreign, bruh. Not foreign to you. He sings it loud and proud, too. Yo, wrong as hell. Loud and proud and wrong. Um. All right. Big weekend in the NFL. AFC, NFC title games. Yes. Getting ready for it on a Scotty's Vodka Red Bull Friday, powered by Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty's Vodka is Maryland-made, amazingly smooth, and loved throughout the DMV. Throughout. Question for you, B. Yo. Do you still have any of the case of Scotty's left? Uh, yeah. Add extra. I do not. Uh, but I also gave a couple away. Yeah, yeah. I try to, like, spread the gospel with, with Scotty's. Just yeah, like, the, I, like I my friends that I know that drink. That's why I have so much. Yeah. All right, good. Um, Landfill gave all his away. Remember that? You were just Santa Claus with the Scotty's. Landfill crazy as hell. Well, he should. All the look he got for his birthday. That's true. That is true. Um. All right, so we're we're looking at the AFC and the NFC title game, mm-hmm. and we're going to look at the prop bets. Uh, maybe paint a picture for us, Las Vegas. Let us see what you're looking for. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you if we start with Ravens Chiefs, we, we'll go in chronological order. That's the three o'clock game, right? We'll start with the quarterbacks. What would you think is a reasonable number for Mahomes, knowing how good this Ravens defense is? Number? 240 yards. Sometimes you are very good at this stuff. What did, is it? Did you look? No, I'm not looking. Look what I'm looking at. Candy Crush. <laughs> <The> tomb Blast. <laughs> B stays playing games. <laughs> um, 243 and a half. Wow. Yeah. And now, no, I did not look. What would you set it for for Lamar? Passing yards? Yeah. In the last game, he had less than uh, 
think it was like yeah, a buck twenty, yeah, buck forty something. Yeah. I think it was. I, I would set it right around one seventy, one sixty five. I'm a little surprised. This is higher than I would expect. Lamar's passing yards two oh eight and a half. Nah, I don't buy that one. Because if he's going to do what he did in the last game, they better pay attention because he's going to be running. Yeah, I, I mean that one surprises me, dude. He he hasn't gone over two oh eight against the. All right, so is that one of those uh, things where they're trying to set you up? It might be. You no, know, Vegas gets you every once in a while. Sure. Now, listen. In this is actually kind of interesting. Last week against the Texans, he went for one fifty. But the two games prior to that, against the Dolphins, remember when the Dolphins came to Baltimore and supposed to be Dolphins hot? defense depleted and not very good. Well, it, that was the game also where like people were like, oh, you can't make Lamar MVP because his passing numbers are so bad. And he went for 320 with five touchdowns. Yeah, but they can talk about the passing numbers all you want. You got to go with his overall game. He has ability that other people don't have, and you can't knock him because he has it. Right, but I'm saying in that game, he said, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, MF. And then he just dialed everything in. Um, this season through the air, Lamar is averaging 230 a game, 229.9. Mm-hmm. So I don't, that seems a little high, honestly. Um, the rush yards, which way would you go on Lamar? 67 and a half. Uh, I really think he's going to use his legs a lot because he understands. This is definitely win or go home. Totally. And if you're going to try to go to the next level, you have to use everything in your power to get there. And I believe Lamar is going to let it ride. Lanville, I know you love this bet. You've made it 100 times. Mahomes over under 26 and a half rush yards. That's kind of a lot, but I do think that Mahomes seems to have like a long run every time I watch him play. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Particularly in the playoffs when, you know, like you were just saying, you have to get that first down or something. I think he goes over that. So here's what's tough about betting with Mahomes, especially if you think Kansas City is going to win. Mahomes busted that 24-yard run last week in, in Buffalo. We all remember that. But he finished the game six carries for 19 yards. Did he get set? Well, no. It's when you take a knee at the end of games. That's negative rush yardage for quarterbacks. Mm. And all these guys are trying these tush pushes now, which aren't working at the same rate they do with Jalen Hurts. So it's like Mahomes will, if it's 26 and a half, Mahomes will probably give you twenty a 20 yard run. But then you got to make sure it's not going backwards the rest of the time versus Lamar is just such a different entity. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff, what do you got? Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco has been a horse for the Chiefs over under 63 and a half yards. I would take the over on that. Um, He just runs hard. And also, on what you just said, JP, with the Mahomes, taking the under for that. Ravens linebackers too nice. And they're fast. But you're taking the over on Pacheco using the same logic? Yeah, on on Pacheco, yeah. So – because it's, it's different for Pacheco because he's actually getting the ball running. Yeah, and I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna use him as a workhorse this week. You know, one thing that's kind of interesting. Um, I got, let me pull up the Niners before I say something that's incorrect. <laughs> but 
You're learning, man. I like that. The Ravens come into this game. Defensively, they're ranked 14th in the NFL in rush yards allowed, which is a little higher than I would have guessed. But offensively, the Ravens come in with the number one rushing attack in the NFL, right? Lamar's a big part of that. Oh, yeah. But the balance there is that they're also 30th in pass attempts. They just don't throw it nearly as often as Mm -hmm. other teams. Yeah. The Niners come in third in the NFL in rush yards, dead last in pass attempts. That's two of the final four teams in the bottom. Not, not throwing it as in much. The bottom two of so so so. <laughs> pass that's what I'm saying. Everybody loves talking about oh, pass first league. Yeah, but I'm and, saying you find out what your strength is and you use it. And that's two teams that are proving that to you. They are proving that you don't have to toss it around the yard to win. If you don't have a toss it around the yard quarterback, don't do it. And when you don't have a toss around your quarterback, that guy who can still effectively throw the football, when you run the ball very effectively, you know what he has when he throws to his receiver? Space. You know what play action actually works in those situations. Yeah, when you're running it, that goes oh, to We knew it wasn't taking that long to find oh, as well over here. Of course he is. We were wondering how Hey, long. y'all have anything else love to eat? Hey, uh, can can I have a plate, please? Yeah. Landville, yeah. what's he asking you? Translate Rooster for me. He's just squawking. Squawking. Get on that microphone, Roost. We were we were wondering how long it would take you to find food. We were wondering how long until your rooster senses realized that our guy Crazy Drew brought in a Ravens themed tailgate. I was listening to your show. So I knew the food was here and I knew that Drew had brought in the food and the Ravens tailgate and the crab cakes and all that stuff. So I already knew. Landfill called me. I was on the phone with my daughter trying to help her out through a difficult situation, which I thought was more important than answering Landfill's stupid phone call. Uh, oh! Um, Landfill, any- are you going to take that sitting down? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't He's care. always sitting down. What are you talking about? I just, I get excited when Landfill calls me. You, I thought you were going to say you get excited when Landfill stands up. Right. The horniest dude in America, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, yo. Pause. Pause, Rooster. Chris, are you... Stands up. Are you... Jeez. Rooster's over here going from noon to six. Uh, why don't we take a break? Yes, let's do that. Let's do that. Phone lines open at one o'clock. That's right. It is time for Ask Be Mitch Anything at 1 p.m. 800-636-1067. You know what's going to happen in this commercial break? Rooster's going to ravage... A crab cake. But you know what you should be focused on? ESPN Bet. ESPN Bet is now live in the DMV. As the official sports book of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get 100 bucks in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present within the state of Maryland or Virginia to participate. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Team to win a Super Bowl. They were the Redskins then. Yes. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't know what got me thinking about it. But 
I understand why the name was changed. I, I, I get it. Like, it's 2024. Like, I understand it. But, damn, that was iconic, man. The imagery, the font, the name, like, all of it. Like, just thinking back to, you know, looking at the clip. So, Beamish just retweeted a video that the team posted. Um, and just, that team was so freaking good. Mm-hmm. That organization was so good. And now it's just it's just different. Better, worse. I'm just saying it's different. And I mean, you see in this video Gary Clark, Monty Coleman, um, Brad Edwards Charles. just clocking dudes. Charles Brad man. Edwards will knock you. Blank in the dirt. <laughs> I'm just saying. Brad will hit you, dog. Sure. I mean you Alvin got, Walton. Yeah. I mean, you guys just beat the snot out of the Bills, Ernest Biner. Um, I've asked you this a hundred times, but since it's the the anniversary of it, we're doing it again. What was that day like? Gerald Riggs. God, he's remember big. I told you it was so great that I didn't remember parts of it. Yeah. Uh, and after sitting there talking to people and they've pieced it together, everything comes to it. But it, it was one of those moments where you you know. Like, well, Monty said it the whole year, and he definitely said it during that week. Everything has to be put aside right now. Sacrifices need to be made because if you win this, you'll be remembered for it for the rest of your life. And you've been places with me. People love that. I, I told you I went to uh, Port City the other day, and the bartender, uh, I forgot his name, uh, but he's he looks, at, he looks at me, and he damn near falls to the floor. And he's like, man, you know who you are? I'm like, yeah, I know who I am. And then I, I told him, give me, like, open his hand, and he had reached out to give me a pound. I said, flip it and open your hand. And I dropped the Super Bowl ring in his, in, his, on his, in his hand, and the dude lost it. You know, and it just shows you where that wasn't only a great moment for us as a team. It was a great moment for this area. And it was a, like, I, I said, and I'll say it over and over again, the connect between the players and the fans then, I know people today think that they're connected. No. It's a lot of people that are trying to be the stars instead of being the fan and be the, like they connected to the players. They're trying to be bigger than the players. But back then, it was a it was a definite connection that you couldn't cut it. You couldn't break it. You know? And I and I think that that needs to come back where as Joe Gibbs told a lot of the people that were working in the building, these players are first. If they handle their job, we all are taken care of. And you got to get back to that where we put the focus on the guys that actually go inside those lines and get it done for you. Because if they handle theirs, everybody gets taken care of. It's it's a good reminder as we go through these processes. And I was at uh auto show last night, and this du- dude was talking with me, big fan of the program. Um, shout out to this dude, Rudy, who was a BCC grad that was talking to me. Um, but a lot of people, and one dude was like, in Peters, we trust. And I'm like, yeah, man. And then in my head, I'm like, all right, well, people said in Ron, we trust. I remember in Scott, we trust was a thing. Yeah. And yes, I, I, I believe and trust Adam Peters is the right guy to rebuild this thing. And we're going to talk a lot about the coach. And if it should be offense or defense or, or special teams or somebody from Mars, we're going to talk about all these things. The players are what matter. Yeah. They are on the field. They're making the tackles, throwing the blocks, 
scoring the touchdown. The players are what matter. And if they do their job at a high level, everybody that has any investment involved with this is paid. But if you try to get paid before they do their job, it goes to hell in a handbasket. Just going through this here, I pulled up the box score from that game. Twenty. I'm sorry, 32 years ago today, the Redskins won their last Super Bowl. Uh, they were in Minnesota against the Buffalo Bills. A dominant defensive performance, right? Um, guys went ice fishing that week. What's that? The guys went ice fishing that week. So, five sacks and four interceptions. Do you remember who all got the picks? Uh, Kirk Cavea got a pick. Kirk Cavea got a pick. Uh, who else? Did Brad get one? Brad got two. Yeah. And the last one, was it an off, a D lineman? Nope. Mayhew? Nope. Linebacker? Nope. D Green? Fellow by the name of Daryl Green. Yeah. I'm surprised it took you that many guesses. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I knew, because like that, that has come to me before, and you know it's some like awkward people that got them. Right, 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 right. So I never think of the people that you expect to get them. Right. Right. Well, I, to consider that Brad Edwards had two. Yeah, and then, and, and Brad, and then Kirk had one. Brad might have had the game of his life but in Brad that was the He was the wrecking ball that day. Oh, he was hitting anybody yeah. in red, white, and blue that move. He was trying to hit you. If you were a fan and you walk on the field, he might have hit you too. I uh, Later that year, so probably in February, the Bethesda Metro used to have an ice rink. I don't know if anybody's aware of that. There used to be an ice skating rink at the Bethesda Metro. And I would hang out there after school. And I was interested in this young lady that went to a different school. And I tried to convince her I was Brad Edwards' nephew in hopes that that would speed up the process. It did not. Um, five. Did, hold on a minute. Did she even know who Brad Edwards was? I think at that point in time in February of 1992 yeah, in the Washington area. A lot of young ladies did not know all the football <laughs> stuff. That was, that was the knucklehead dudes like yourself. Um, five guys got sacks that day. You want to try to guess? I know Jumpy Gethers was throwing people at the quarterback. Did he get a sack that day, though? Jumpy got one. All right, Jumpy. Uh, Stokes? Stokes got one. Fred Stokes. Um, Johnson? No. Okay, Williams. Eric Williams? No. Eric didn't get one? Not according right, to Charles the box. Mann. No. Damn. Wilbur. Wilbur got one. All right. Wilbur Marshall was just such a monster. So I got three of them already. You've got three. You've got Two Jumpy, more. Fred Stokes, Wilbur Marshall. Any second. I'm it, not going to lie to you. These other ones are tough. Secondary? I, I don't know that Alvoid Mays? Alvoid Mays got one. That's the secondary. I knew it was another one. I, I, There's one more, and I'm not particularly familiar with this dude, but he is a D-lineman. D-lineman. Oh, man. Who else was D-lineman on that field? Give it to me. Jason Buck. Oh, Jay Buck. Well, and, I, and I just saw his face on the video. <laughs> um, I would figure if his face is on the video, he did something good in the game, right? Sure. Who Do you want to guess who all scored touchdowns that day? Ernest. Gary. Ernest didn't have one. Ernest didn't? Did he go on his knee when he was going into the end zone in that corner? They must have caught him down. 
Uh, he caught one. I'm sorry. He caught but one. But you say score a touchdown. You, you're right. Ernest. Right. I'm looking at the rushing column. My okay. bad. Because uh, I've seen that play. Gary. It's like a framed picture. Gary and everybody's had one. Biner had one. Gary Clark had one. Uh, Those are your two receiving touchdowns. Rip through two. Gary Clark. I mean, uh, Gerald Riggs. Gerald Riggs' stat line in this game. He probably had like three carries and two touchdowns. Five carries for seven yards with two touchdowns. (laughs) His longest carry of the day, four yards. But I'll tell you what he was able to do. (laughs) If you needed one, he'll get it for you. Do you know how mad the fantasy community would be now at a a stat line like Gerald Riggs? And you know what? Know what? I would be telling the fantasy community while I'm on the field. One finger salute. Two. I'm going to give you one from each hand. <laughs> to hell with you. We're here to win the game, not win you no damn extra points or something like that. We Jeffrey, don't, I don't care about that. Release the hounds. Unlock the phones. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. It's time to ask B. Mitch anything. Fan. Scotty's Vodka Red Bull Friday. Lights are getting darker, Jeff. Skirt's getting shorter. It's not up to me. It's just science. One o'clock on Friday means you get to talk to an NFL legend directly. Get that. that? Any question you want, you can ask Brian. You can ask him gumbo recipes. You can ask him. I'm not giving that away. Has he ever shot a deer? Uh, I don't want to get the the people coming after me. I'm not asking. But yes, I have. Because these are hypothetical. When you're growing up, gotta eat. And I gotta eat. eat. Uh, I didn't eat Bambi. I ate Bamber. Phone lines are packed. Do you have a direction north, south, east, or west? What do you, where would you like to go? I'm a southern boy. Let's go south. All right. William is in North Carolina. What up, Will? What's up, Will? Ask me anything. Hey, how you doing, fellas? Everything's good. Thank you. What's happening with you, man? Uh, no, not much at all. Hey, um, I know you're a very honest man, uh, Brian. And I try to be. Don't be nervous. And don't be nervous. Don't be scared of this question I'm going to ask you. And I hope you be honest with us all. What was your first impression on JP when you met him. And don't, don't be scared that he might do something to you, man. Something <laughs> well, I thought he was a little weird, little dorky dude. Seriously. <laughs> and, and I think I might have told him that already. So, yeah. Listen, right. we, okay. Wait, we, we, we talk about everything. And he was, I know he was scared to come talk to me. So I was like, I'm not going to say nothing to him until he say something to me. Yeah. I All mean, right, you got it. All right, brother. We've known each other now like 12 years or something. It's been a little longer. Yeah. That, so it's been a while. Yeah. Um, and I remember the first time I really tried to come and like talk to you. I wanted to write a story was like hall of fame related and you were just so used to it year after year after year. You're like, man, I'll answer your questions, but I'm not really into this. And I was like, okay. And you may not have said it in those terms. Um, (laughs) but you know, it's one of those things that, uh, I remember the first words you said to me. I've told this story. After the crab feast at Steamers. What did I tell you? This is back at the Bethesda was office. Crazy, something crazy I said? It was just funny. Um, I, had to, I didn't get to go to the crab feast, but the company had a crab feast at Steamers, which is no longer there. It's probably some like, high-rise apartment now. Uh-huh. Um, and you came back. I'm guessing your car was parked in the garage or whatever. And you came back. I was in the men's room at the urinal, 
and you came back hustling. You're like, man, these crabs got to me. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh boy, crab you, me. You were you were crab not me headed, run, you crab were not me headed for the like urinal. Flex. <laughs> <laughs> Our boy Rick on the route is on the line. What's what up, Rick? Ricky? <laughs> B Mitch, JP, what's going on, my guys? We good, How are you, man. How you doing, Rick? I'm be doing good, doing good. I'm I'm still laughing here how Rooster set himself up for that one. That <laughs> one had me rolling. I had to pull over because that was too funny. He set himself up for that pause. Oh yeah. But um, <laughs> hey, look, uh, this question is for both of you guys. It's a, it's it's two questions. First of all, um, JP, w- would you say majority of your guest callers have been um going on the Raven side for this game coming up this weekend? The majority of people we've had call in, like like. Guess your guess, like you know, you've had guests come in. Certainly, you know, talking, the governor. Uh, the governor is definitely with the uh, Ravens. I think most people going with the Ravens. Um, who did okay. who did I'm Dan zagging, Miller take? I'm zagging. Are you going with the uh, you going with the Chiefs? I'm going with the Chiefs. I mean, hey, look, no disrespect. The governor and Charlie Batch definitely took. The I'll Ravens. be honest with you. I'm I, listen. I will say this. I'm pulling for the Ravens because I want to see Lamar get it done. Because I'm so sick of the dumbass. Uh, hypotheticals that I see on TV every day, but right, right. I'm, I'm an Andy, I'm an Andy Reid dude, so part, I, I wouldn't be pissed part. at that. I do, yeah. That part, yeah. So uh, okay, but that, okay, and and real quick, uh, uh, another question, and this might be a dumb question. Do, do you guys think that with the, all the hirings going out, and there's still those heavy hitter hirings of coaches left, like Belichick, Rabel, Quinn, do you think the Washington team might go in the route of not hiring them as head coaches, but come. I know Belichick probably won't, but coming in as a OC or DC coordinator for the team. I don't see that at all. None, none of those extra guys. I know Belichick won't. Not, not, not Belichick. But I mean, I know, some but, of the other guys, if they are not hired still, you know, if I know some of them are interviewing, but they are still offensive coordinator or defense coordinator on other teams, and they won't be able to go. If it's a lateral move, they would have to take a move up. Bet it, bet it, bet it. Thank you, Ray. Hey, what can I do to get one of these tickets? I've been trying to get online. I'm trying to go to see you guys on Friday. Uh, that's I a know Jeff I've been, question, I've been Ray. missing all the Jeff callers, so I guess I'm going to just have to go Jeff, to the Jeff is right to call you. Ray, I got to move. I Jeff, I'll talk hold. to you right now. Yeah, I put him yeah. on hold, Jeff. You can talk to him. Um, we have a, a question from Jim Mullins. Oh, Lord. Beamage. Yes. My question <laughs> is, nope. what is your favorite auto parts retailer? <laughs> uh, I'm sure you got something taped. AutoZone. AutoZone. <laughs> AutoZone. <laughs> you know what, Levy? We, we got to find somebody to get you. AutoZone. He, he has an advantage. He tapes everybody all day, doesn't he? <laughs> AutoZone. Dan is in Fairfax. <laughs> Dan, ask B anything. B Mitch and Finlay. How's it going, guys? Up, Hell yeah. We need to hear my man Greg Dodson's What Up song. Yeah, that's a good song. Uh, I just want to know, B Mitch, what I can do to help you to get in the Hall of Fame. If we have to have a petition, has a petition already been sent out? I mean, we got to get this done. I don't know what happened, man, to be honest with you. I, I think. You uh, and Joe Jacoby. I mean,. People can can make it loud, and I think that's what uh, we saw. Harris was Carton from uh, the linebacker from the Giants. He went on a campaign. Carson, right? Carson, Harry Carson, Harry Carson. Uh, but you know, 
I'm kind of at the point where you 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 do what you need to do. You put your stuff out there, and they go with it. I know fans feel a different way. And if you want to do something, I guess you can make sure that the people at the uh, Hall of Fame know. Big, what's the big dude name? Big old booby knocking on people. He had door. to leave. He left. He left all of a sudden, and with very little fanfare. Uh. Yeah. So who's in charge now? I don't know that honestly. Um, well, we're gonna put JP in charge. He has to find out who is in charge yeah. and get his, his email address, and we're gonna send stuff to him. So here's the thing: at this point, it's gonna be senior committee, and B's not eligible for that until 28, I believe, because it has to be 25 years well, after you last played. As long as Tim Brown's still around, I think I'm good. It's crazy that he's not eligible for the senior committee, considering he is eligible for the IHOP senior discount. And AARP. Laffield is like cracking jokes today. <laughs> he must think I'm an older, soft dude that I don't like to still lay hands on people. And I'm not talking about putting hands on you like in church. I'm talking about lay hands like I'm a boxer. Um, Can we... Jeff, can you see if if Ruye is available at maybe at, at any point? Ruye's right out there getting food. Yeah, can you see if Danny Ruye is available? And for any before anybody flips out, we'll just keep the phone lines open the whole hour. So if you're there, you're getting on. Don't worry. Um, but B Mitch talking about putting hands on people for making fun of them does have me thinking about Danny Rauer. Um, whenever he's available, no hurry. Um, we can take another call here. Our guy. Joop is on the line. Joop, Joop. What up, Joop? Fellas, fellas, how y'all feeling? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So, B. Miss, my question is, long story short, got in this debate with this guy on Twitter and the topic of garbage time. So, when when do you consider it to be garbage time in an NFL game? Like, is it the... Fourth quarter, last five minutes. What is your thoughts on that? If it's the fourth quarter and somebody's up on you by 21 and they start to, like, play prevent and allow you completed passes and start hitting you, that is 100% garbage time. I've seen garbage time start as early as in the third quarter with, like, eight, nine minutes left. Because you already see people have been down 30, 40 points in the game, not getting closer. Then all of a sudden you go down the field on a 12-play drive and you get a touchdown and you get happy, and then the other team go down and kick a field goal, and then you get another touchdown. That is straight garbage time because they're allowing you to go down the field. They've already proven to you you don't have a chance in the hell of beating them. All right. All right. Sounds good. Jupe, I have a question for you. Uh Uh-huh. Why would you waste your time arguing about the, the definition of garbage time in a football game on Twitter? I ain't necessarily wasting time. I just... He, well, kind of how B-Mitch broke it down is kind of what my thoughts was. I just wanted to see, you know, where our thoughts will align with. That's You're all. Good. All right. Appreciate you. <laughs> Got you, man. Jeff, you have a Danny Ruye update for us? I had to wait because Grant was on a, um, oh, on a interview. Oh, Gotcha. Um, <laughs> he forgot. Here we go. You ready? Who we got? Charlie in College Park. Charlie, how do you do? It's I'm Ask Me Mitch Anything. Been what up, Charlie? Time. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. It's a beautiful day, and uh, I'm in deep mourning and, and solitude until the season starts in July. So. All right. <laughs> B. Mitch. Yo. Will Landini talk to me about Antonio Gibson? Uh, Probably no. That Yo, Charlie, you got your get-out-of-jail-free card, and you decided to... <laughs> 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 Real, real good caller. That was a real worthwhile uh, decision there. <laughs> Jeff wrote on the sheet, 
Take Charlie now. He called three times. <laughs> three times. I don't understand why he wouldn't just ask a real question right there. Like, that's an opportunity to move things forward. And, yeah. And you could have just asked a real question. Yes, indeed. Um, Javel is in call, Pepper. And I was right with my answer. No. <laughs> you were right. Javel, what up, man? Ask me anything. Oh, boy. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? What's up, Javel? Hey, uh, hey, so B. Mitch, um, the other day I heard you uh, speaking about um, how people would, you were uh, surprised at how many people go back and watch the 91 Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and over the past couple of years, I've done that. Uh, the night before the first game of the season, for the past three or four seasons, I'll go back and, you know, watch that game in hopes of us going for the Super Bowl for the current season. Uh-huh. So um, at the end of that game, uh, you know, the players on the field with their family, the confetti and so forth. Um, and the cameras pan around to you, and they get to you, and they say, "Hey, you got a you got a ring," and you looked at them and smiled, and you said, well, "Yeah, I got that money too." <laughs> so, <laughs> my question to you is, what was the pay at, at the '91 Super Bowl for the winning team compared to what the pay is uh, for the Super Bowl winning team now? It was thirty-six thousand dollars in '91, '92, and I think right now it's over a hundred G's. Okay, okay. That's good money. Uh, yeah, I just, I just thought that was funny. That was the first thing that came out of your mouth. Yeah, I got that money. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were worried about the rig. I'm like, we get the rig in about six, seven months. We get that cash right. and our check coming up in a week or so. That's what I was worried about. Thank you, Javel. <laughs> um, oh, yes, indeed. And, yes, if you want no, yeah, I did play for the money, too. That's I okay. love the game, but I played for the money. Um, you don't do any work for free, please. I, I got this one on Twitter. I like this question. This is from Cornell Yates. He said, Aspie mentioned that if the Bears decide to trade down, would you want the Commanders to trade up for Caleb Williams or to stay at number two and take Jaden Daniels? If the Bears trade down, someone has given up a lot of stuff. You think that team that trade up is going to trade with Washington? It's only one spot. If they traded, if they gave it away to go there, they're going there to get Caleb Williams, so they won't be able to get him. Would you want them to trade up? No, because it's not going to work. Because if we were to trade up after somebody to move into that spot, it's going to deplete us of everything that we've been bragging about. All those draft picks and things of that nature are gone. So what? why would you put yourself in that position when you have multiple quarterbacks that are considered damn near close to be able to do the things that you expect I'm not giving up the whole barn and then the farm right now in this move just to go up one spot after somebody jumped there to just bite, basically manipulate me? No. I'm with you, man. Stay at two. Take Daniels or, or May. Whoever you like better, take them. I think, I think it's pretty easy to like both players. I think you could argue Drake might be a little higher – Floor, um, I, I think I would argue that May is probably a little higher floor. Daniels is higher ceiling, but we don't know. Um, stay there. Take one of them. It's the $157,000 bonus now if you go to the Super Bowl. And win. All right. Just, and it was 36000 Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Players that get bonuses for winning earlier playoff rounds, too? Would probably end up with three hundred twenty thousand dollars for players who played in the, who go all the way to the Super Bowl and win. 
Good money. Uh, Three twenty for what? Four games. Even though three games. Jeff spelled it as Damascus. I'm gonna assume that James is in Damascus, Damascus. and we're gonna let James ask Brian a question. James, fire away. Hey, happy Friday, fellas. What's I hope up, you're able to at least look out the window and enjoy this weather. It's beautiful. I'm going to play paddle in about an hour. I'm going to enjoy it. Give me sore until Monday. All right, here's my question, B. Um, it kind of already – first part of my question already got answered by a previous caller. There's no way we could get Ben Johnson and Mike McDonald. That was my first question. My second question was, in searching for a head coach – do you think it's better to get a coach that comes in with his system and starts getting players that fit his system or to find a coach that will be adaptable and work a system depending on the talent that he has on the roster? Which one of those two types of coaches would you rather play for? I think a coach, Thanks, if a coach knows his system inside and out, you come in and you try to work the system. What I'm looking at right now is whoever this coaching staff is should be the beginning of what we're going to be doing for the next 20, 30, 40 years. Because we have already gone through every new coach that come in over the last 20-plus years, came in with their system and screwed up everything because they had to get rid of players for two to three years. Then they tried to do their thing, and they, they faltered. They were gone. I think right now, whoever you go with, whatever they come in with, that is going to be the mindset of the franchise moving forward. And you have to stick to it because that is why the Steelers and the Ravens and those teams are always up there because they have a system. That works for the whole deal. But you also have to be smart enough to understand if you get a special talent and he comes in, you can't ask him to do what you would do in your system. Allow him to do more. Like the, you know, Michael Parsons and the Lawrence Taylors of old. But Lawrence Taylor played outside on the left side. He moved outside on the right side. He lined up over the damn center. He was all over the field, just like Justin Tuck did the year they went to the Super Bowl. So the coach has to be smart enough to understand that this talent right here can't be kept in the box. I need to release him a little, unleash him a little bit. Thank you for the call, James. Here's what we're going to do. Phone lines open the rest of the hour, 145. We're going to settle the week's bets, settle the action, make our official picks for the AFC and NFC title games. Do not go anywhere. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. When it comes to the NFL playoffs, you got to win one game at a time. But when you bet the NFL playoffs on FanDuel, one game can mean a lot of wins. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, has all your favorite bets like money line and the spread, plus all sorts of prop bets. Listen, I always go with the anytime touchdown with the guys I think are going to score. It's a high, uh, and have high odds where you can win a lot of money. But you know what? It's normally very, very. It's very real that it's going to happen in that way. And right now, every day, there's an NFL playoff game. FanDuel is giving all customers a no-sweat same-game parlay. That means you when, you when you combine all your bets for a chance at a bigger payday, you'll get bonus bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't win. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Brian if you don't already have an account. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1067 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old or present in Virginia. The minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires seven days after receipt. Max refund is $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. One more time, we're going to celebrate. Oh, all yeah. Right. All right. Jeff. 
Can you play this song at the club? Depends. Depends on what club you're at, yeah. All right. You can play this. I feel like people get into this. I have n- who sings who makes this song? I have no idea. Daft Punk. Daft Punk. Thank you. Daft Punk. Daft Punk. Like draft, but without an R. I, I understand what he's saying. I'm just saying that's the what the hell made him think of that name? Like Daft Punk is playing at my house. Sure. My house. Jeff, can I ask my you house. a question? <laughs> yes. Are you aware that daft is a word on its own? That it's not draft without the R? Well, when B said it, he looked like what? So I was like, he's saying daft. Like, and no, I was just trying to wonder why the hell somebody would name themselves that. I just want to know if you know that daft is a word. No, I don't. That, well, well, I don't that know. could not yeah. be more ironically perfect. But we have smartphones, so I can find out what it means. I, I'm going to get the actual definition. Uh, it, it Now, it, in your defense, daft is a far more like British word than it is in American. Okay, well, don't talk to us about no British snafu. The, yeah, I'm about fact, to say this. this is daft like, means silly and foolish. Uh, and oh, Jeff and that not is Jeff. knowing what it means is pretty damn perfect. Oh, oh, believe me, he might have called himself Daft Too Funny. Nah. Uh, uh, Jeff Too Daft from Jeff now. Jeff Too Daft. <laughs> Jeff Too Daft is perfect. Oh, my God. All right, I told people I would take the phones. I am a man of my word. Derek has been on hold the longest. What up, D? Derek, ask me anything. Man, what's up, y'all? What's, what's going on? We're chilling. All right, my first question. Hey, B. Mitch, I'm already uh, giving my bold prediction for next season. We're going to finish 5 and 12. What do you think we're going to finish? Five and twelve. I don't think we're gonna finish five and twelve. I think it's gonna be better than that. I'm gonna go nine and eight. Nine and eight. I'm gonna hold you to that. Hey, JP, I got a question for you. Sure. What does JP stand for? John Paul? Is that French? Jean Paul. Uh, Jean Paul. James Patrick. James Patrick. James Patrick. Oh, okay. All yep. right, my man. All right. Thank you, Derek. <laughs> hey, Adam, shout out to Adam to my man in Canada. You know what's what's happening. Y'all have a good weekend. All right, brother. All right, man. Shout out to Aaron in Canada. Hey, we. I mean, Aaron, listening to us. Appreciate that. Yeah. I've heard it's hard to listen internationally. There's something funky with the app. I don't know if you've heard well, it. Well, it's been people that called us and said that they listen. So I don't uh, I don't approve of the Canada mention, but uh I thought JP stood for Jamarcus Periwinkle. Why don't you like Canada, man? They have ketchup popsicles, B Mitch. Now that's nasty, but I still like Canada. <laughs> I like Canada. I, look, I hung out in Toronto and I'm gonna tell you, bro. Woo. I went to a restaurant and a lingerie fashion show broke out. And I stayed there for the next seven you hours. Went to a, wait, wait, a restaurant to, a, to eat. Yes. And so I, we were getting ready to leave. I went to the bathroom, and all the bathrooms were basically unisex. And I walk in, and I'm like, what are y'all doing? Because like, all the ladies were changing into all the stuff. They say, oh, we about to have a lingerie fashion show. I'm like, we not leaving. I went back, and I told my guys, I was with Eric Dickerson them. I said, we not leaving. He said, why? And Marcus said, man, don't listen to B. Mitch. Then Eric started looking at me, and I'm, like, giving him these looks. And he, Eric said, if Beavis said don't leave, it's something about to happen. I, said, <laughs> I, I decided I, I will tell y'all to not leave, and we ended up staying there, and we were there for a long time, brother. I believe you. Yeah. Um, does, does I also guess, went to Canada once. Where'd you and, go in Canada? No, he didn't. I went to Niagara Falls. I've, I've been to Niagara Falls. I've never been to Toronto. I'd like to get I had a hamburger. Toronto is fun. It was bro. terrible. I... I've been to Montreal a few times. Toronto is fun. Uh, Montreal is pretty damn fun. Um, I'd like to go to Vancouver for real. Toronto has Visit kind my of boy a, Adam Goss. Uh, um, 
when you go to what's it's the, like New York, right? Like it's it's kind of like New York, but you got a little bit of uh, what's the uh, place where you want everybody want to go across the in Amsterdam? Mm, okay, kind of like that a little bit. Um, speaking uh, of Amsterdam, does Drew have any questions for Ask B Mitch anything? Drew's all set. All right. Um, <laughs> Drew needs to have do you want another? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Drew's, Drew not only makes good watermelon salad and crab cakes, the drinks are kind of hitting too. Yeah. Uh, Damon is in Suitland. What's up, D? Damon or Damon? Hey, how you doing? First time, long time. Thank you. Is your name Damon or Damon? Damon, two syllables. Okay. Well, hold on. <laughs> Damon, <laughs> he, hey, JP said Damon, and you just let that go. So I hold have to on. make sure I ask. In my defense, hey, no, be, can I can no, I say? My, no, go ahead. Damon to me would be spelled D A M O N, and I would say Damon. Jeff wrote down yeah. D E Y M O N. No, I, was, I I did not write that down. Landfill took that call, and I did not write that but, down either. That's what the caller ID said. Okay, I, maybe that's and, how it's spelled. And, I was just trying to be and, polite. That's how it's spelled. No, that's my actual pronoun. Yeah, that's my actual um, spelling of my name. And if you ask my mother, you know, mother's knows best. She'll say my name's pronounced Demon. Oh, okay. So okay. you basically said it right. I got an idea. What's your question for Bitch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is actually a question. If, you know, either one of y'all can answer. All right. So with the uncertainty of drafting players, especially at quarterback, what do you think for us to fill out our roster with our draft picks? And if we get Ben Johnson, he brings Hendon Hooker with him. Where is Hendon Hooker right now? He's in Detroit. What makes you think? Remember ben, he, what makes remember you think he came De- out of college. But what makes you think Detroit gonna just let Hendon Hooker leave? Well, they're, well, it, it, know, to, well Ben to, Johnson might get talk to somebody. To this caller from Suitland's point, because uh, I don't know what the hell the name is. Um, <laughs> they drafted Hooker last year, and Goff. They're gonna have to pay this year. Okay. So it might actually make sense. That's not, honestly, D, that's not a crazy idea. But still, what if Detroit says we paying what's going but we're not letting Hooker go? How much money is he going to cost this year? Oh, I mean, as if he's just a backup you like a lot, he, he makes all the sense in the that's world. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, and he, off that and he's serious a third injury, rounder. I could like, sign golf to a two, three year fully guaranteed. He might take that. But, I just don't think it's a crazy idea. I still no, think they're, not take, a crazy idea, they're taking but... a quarterback at number two, but I like the way you're thinking, Damon. <laughs> well, Damon, I'm gonna be waiting. I'm gonna be waiting for this to happen. <laughs> hey, hey, look, my old Spanish teachers used to call me Demon, so that's why. I <laughs> hey, to I'm glad. Well, we're not gonna call you that. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> we think you're way cooler All than right. that. I'm actually very weird. I'm reading a book right now where the character's name is Damon, and they all call him Demon. Kind of interesting. Hold on, dog. I'm have to. I don't know if I want to do the show on Monday because that type of stuff is a little too close, and there's weirdness going on right now. This book need, is wacky. I need to get a weird. <laughs> the person reading it is wacky. <laughs> I need to get away for about a week so that all that stuff, all that demonic stuff, go. And then I'm gonna come back. Yeah, hopefully it's all gone. TK, I'll be back uh, the Monday before we go to Super Bowl. Jay is in DC. Jay, ask me much anything. Fellas, what's going on, man? What up, Jay? Hey, <clears throat> hey, real quick, man. Look, I just met my daughter's boyfriend. Her first boyfriend that's a long Did you beat ago, him up? So, uh, nah, nah, nah. You were nice. nice. The thing was, they was they, he, he, him and my daughter, they were scared enough, so I couldn't go in. I, I felt kind of bad for him a little bit. But nonetheless, <laughs> my question is, do you remember being your daughter's boyfriend for the first time? And like I said, well, you bring it up. Did you beat him up? I didn't beat him up, but I ignored the hell out of him, and I had him feeling uncomfortable as hell. 
<laughs> so so yeah, my, my oldest daughter, she would tell them that I was real crazy and stuff. So the, the dudes that came for her, they were already terrified. The, well, they probably knew you as a player. But the second one, the Maya, like, I just looked at him like he was. And then he ate some gumbo and he said it wasn't good. And I'm like, well, you need to get rid of him. Uh, I mean, a dude don't like gumbo. He don't like spicy food. He can't come in this house. <laughs> he need to get the hell away from me. Thank you for the call, Jay. <laughs> and then my, right, my baby daughter's little boyfriend now looks exactly like my brother, who I told you is the, 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 the one that you don't invite <laughs> to your house. But he's so cool. You know, he's a nice little dude. I'm like, I said, dude, you look like my brother. Don't be like him because I will harm you. <laughs> I had to let him know that. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> All right, Jay. So uh, this is kind of interesting on that topic. Oh, you know what I can't wait for? When your when your daughter's boyfriend comes. So Shelby has a, a boy in her class at school. And they, that likes her? Well, she's she'll, I'm not going to say the Just name. Just say she likes it. He likes her. Well, no, she's always like, he's always trying to annoy me. I was like, oh, yeah, he likes well, her. that's going to change over time. <laughs> and then she said... She, the other day, she brought all these encyclopedias home, so her backpack was heavy as hell. And and she said, "Did he carry it back?" Like, yeah, he carried my because oh, he he went after your heart now. When I got to pick up, she was standing there with her bag on the ground, and normally it's on her on her shoulders. I was like, "Why's your bag on the ground?" She's like, "Oh, it's really heavy." I was like, "So then I picked it up. I was like, damn, this is heavy. How'd you get it out here?'" And she said, "Blank carried it out for her." And I was like, "Oh boy, am I watching this happen?" You need us pull up, JP. He's a he's a nice kid, good family. We'll see. Hey, we don't There's care about that. Care about that. Uncle Jeff got you, hey, JP. When, when if they, I got to dogs forever, when they I try got to talk dog. to your daughter, we don't give a damn about the family. I, I, I hear you, Jeff. Did you have, have a question? Yes, actually, I had a question coming through my text line for B. I don't want to talk to the, nobody that's in Jeff your phone. The Jeff Walker text line is open. anybody in your phone. <laughs> I don't want to talk to. Them. So somebody said, "Question for B, Mitch on Vegas trip: Will your first round of golf score be higher, or the numbers of drinks you consume during the week?" Uh, my golf score is going to probably be 80 higher than my drinks. I'm going to have for the week. Okay. I, I don't know. I'm so, not doing 20 drinks a day, JP. I'll give We're him a hundred dollars. If he out drinks his there, golf score. I get there Monday night. And you not leave until Saturday. And, I leave, <laughs> and it's a wager on it. Monday, so Tuesday, if I Wednesday, shoot 80, Thursday, I, Friday. He's going to give me a hundred dollars. If I go over it, 80. It, if you out drink your golf score. I think that's no that's problem. That's very easy in six yeah, days. Yeah, dude. If, if it's very six easy, days in do Vegas, it. Bet. Yo, we're off, the, we're off the air with the radio at 11 a.m. Yeah, every day in Vegas. Actually, How you think that's we go, might be Jeff, we want to say fight, right? Yes. I think the last time you guys went to the Super Bowl, Beamage sounded like he was dying on the, <laughs> that the air one day. One that day. was one day. He JP sounded like that every day. I sound like that by the end of every Super Bowl trip, but the first day you were dead. I got so <laughs> many texts that day asking if Beamage was okay. Well, I'll just say this. I'll say this. We might be at 10 before we get to Vegas. I'm leaving early. I got to leave Thursday. So, no, no. I'll say before we even get to Vegas, we get off Monday, we go into the airport. Yeah. We're sitting in the airport, yeah, then we're on a five-hour flight. What else are we going to do? Come on, dog. And you <laughs> know I'm going to be sending them back to us. What else are we going to do? Um, yeah. Nobody go anywhere. We got to make some bets. We got to settle up the week. I think everybody owes me money. It's B. Mitchell. We don't bet money. Fusion here at the end of the program, stunningly. There he is, man of the hour, Mr. Brian Mitchell. Um, Why is Danny in here? I just thought we should talk through some stuff. So... 
Yes. Why do we have a comedian in here and, and everybody looking wearing matching shirts, by the way? Handsome gentlemen dress yeah. alike, JP. Yeah, real men wear pink. It's funny because you guys have a dinner tonight. Yes. And Danny's dressed up and Stallion's dressed up. And I, I'm i guessing Grant and Danny have clothes, or, or Grant and Darius have clothes to change into. Yeah, okay. Because, okay. like, Grant just say the hell with it. I'm going to work. <laughs> Well, we get we get regular old number one ratings. You guys get like number one ratings, and then like a thousand feet of space, and then <laughs> the next team that finishes number two type ratings. You guys have been a juggernaut. So we do our little dinner celebration. You guys should like take a trip to the Bahamas or something. I thought JP was supposed to be doing that every time we got a number one rating. Supposed to be taking us out. What happened? Why is it just I brought Drew? That was that was no our, no no. Drew called Drew called them and told him he was coming. <laughs> called me, sir. No, I he asked me, can he come? There's something more important to discuss. Well, yeah. Okay. Oh lord. Um. Next week is the 106.7 The Fan versus Coffee. Team 980 Coffee. party, right? We got the big party at Bethesda Theater. Yeah, everybody come out. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Now, Danny is a professional comedian mm-hmm. at a place with ample material to make fun of people about. That's and correct. we have a bunch of knuckleheads in here to make fun of. Now, Danny cleared it with CK. He's allowed to, he's allowed to shoot from the hip. However, Brian, are you prepared... To be made fun of at a stage in front of a packed house. I've been made fun of by a lot of people. It doesn't bother me. But did CK ever say anything about anybody else shooting from the hip, though? Like a like, like a Glock? I, I mean, people <laughs> people people have licenses in, in in Maryland. Now, when I told you, <laughs> good <laughs> lord, that is hell. When I told you that Danny might have some jokes, you immediately responded, "Well, I might punch I him in I the might, face. I might have to punch Danny in the face." I was joking. How are you, Danny? I'm doing great. Uh, it's it's always fun when one of your childhood heroes, one of your top five favorite players for your favorite team, when you know you're going to joke with him a little bit, and he's like, that's great. I'll punch you right in the mouth, fatty. <laughs> it always inspires confidence. No, but it's the – so CK texted me the other day, and he was like, hey, would you want to do like 10 minutes up front, warm the crowd up or whatever? And I'm like, okay, sure, no problem. And he goes, do you want to you you want to have like you know jokes about the station? I was like, just so you know, when you start joking about people at the radio station – Gets a little roasty uh, real quick. Sure. Right? Like, that's the nature uh-huh. of it, right? Everyone's got these character flaws, foibles, weird idiosyncrasies, and things that are unusual about us that are, it's easy to mine. So, uh, jokes have been written. I've I've said some things, and there's a couple in there that might involve present company. Again, no one's excluded. Uh, everyone's going to catch a little shrapnel. And it's one of those things where I go, am I really? With all due respect, JP, we're buds. <laughs> I got no problem saying this stuff about JP. It's Brian Mitchell, dude. I you, see what, dude, you see what I'm saying? No like that's taken. that's yeah. different, you know. Uh, that's cool. And he's nuts. See, but the thing about it, I am probably the the calmest person in this station. You love saying no, that. I said I said because Landfill. no, no. Let me let, <laughs> can I finish? Everyone, my <laughs> reputation is what I was on the football field. Whenever we go places, what people say about me off the football field, JP. Generous, kind. I've never been that fool that I was on the field, off the field. If I were, I wouldn't. I would not be in a jail cell studio. I'd be in a jail cell. So, so while he was talking, JP, his massive hands were gesticulating, <laughs> and I envisioned myself on the other end of those hands. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, good point, Brian. Thanks for sharing. And then I envisioned like the one with the ring on it. That's uh, substantial. Well, I, I'm right wearing, there. I wear my uh, my single brat uh, gold knuck. On that night, though. Yep. Great. That's just a jab snapped out to my left you cheek. You got to wear the gold nug, Grant. Here's what I can tell you. The one time I've had, like, a physical altercation is inaccurate, mm-hmm. but Pete Haley and I on a golf trip were very drunk and just kept making fun of Brian. And I was, too. We all were, to the point where he finally had enough. And he got up, and he picked Pete up by the throat. Like, it, like 
like Terminator style, yeah. and had me pinned on my forehead to the carpet. Whereas I had like a little, a little like shine from a little the carpet. Yeah, think about yeah. it though. When you're X2. when you're inebriated and you're tired, the worst, the first, the one thing you don't do is bother that person. We were calling you Helen Keller. They, call, they kept correctly. calling Helen Keller <laughs> while they're doing pull-ups on a beam in the uh, in the uh, little really cabin quite, we had. Yeah. Well, you, you can do a shoulder raise with 110 pounds, aka Pete Haley, right Easy. up against the wall like that. <laughs> Easy. Thank you. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna also, be fun, man. All jokes are good jokes. I, I I can't wait. So I I this goes for for Brian also. Ask JP this uh, the attacks yesterday, but I mean this. I'm actually. This is probably a character flaw. I'm having a hard time writing bits about Grant and I. I want to make sure everyone catches some some well, Grant here. Grant try to dress like a very very uh, debonair football player all the time, and you could just come up with something about him dressing like his. Oh, he had like hero. a ordering off the kids. He, he, he told his mom. Yeah. He said, "Mom, you need to go buy me the same stuff that B bitch wear." And his mom with the Versace. I guess she'd be like, "Grant, you out your damn mind." <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. That's wild. Thank you, buddy. You got it, boys. Um, All right, brother. Be cool, man. I think everyone will be safe at the party. Oh, yeah, man. We good. Hell, listen to me. The one thing I do most when I'm drinking is I laugh. Yeah. True. Um, but Jeff I, may not be safe. What about I might Russell? throw him off the, the stage. The other thing. I feel bad in advance for Chris Russell. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that B. Mitch does most when he's drunk is punch horses. You have punched that, a few horses. That was horses. one time. I was, eight, I was 18. So you was 18 drunk. Now, he was driving a car. At it 11. was legal at eight when I was eighteen, fool. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> oh my god, everything was in black and white. He was bef- he was eighteen before drunk driving. <laughs> On no planet are you. You know I read it to last night. One of the deans when I was in college, I say, "Oh Lord, I guess somebody else." But he say, "No, nah, you were not as bad as you thought you were." <laughs> Hopefully, people say that about me someday. Thank you to everybody that listened to the program. Thank you to Dan Miller for joining us. Thank you to Maryland Governor Wes Moore for joining us. Thank you to Jeff Zriebeck from The Athletic covering the Ravens Charlie making Batch. time for us. Thank you to Charlie Batch for joining us. Thank you to everybody that called. And th- th- Danny, because he's th- going to make fun of us. Thank you to Danny Hoo for joining us there for a minute. Thank you to Drew for bringing in an awesome tailgate. Great day, great week. We made Who it, drops folks. the stuff outside, Drew? I was in the office all week, Landfill. <laughs> Landfill, I was in the office all week on time. That's all I'm going to remember. We got to go. We got to go. Grant and Danny coming your way next. You made it this far out of your beer. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. 
whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.